everyone, this is Steve Lemmy, and on behalf of Kevin Heffernan, I want to welcome you to an unbelievable episode of Chewing It. It is, I don't even know where to start. You know it, you saw the description. Our guest today is Lance Henriksen, and I'm getting lightheaded just saying the name, because the dude is awesome. He's Lance Henriksen. He has been in some of your favorite movies as some of the most memorable characters. He's worked with some of the most incredible directors in history, and he's just so goddamn tough. It's amazing. He opened up his doors to us, led us into his house, to sit there and chat him up and just gawk at him like crushing teenage girls. He is awesome. And he says the F word a lot. So if you want to play a drinking game, just drink every time you hear the word fuck because you're going to get drunk. It's a great episode. Okay. Uh, before we get started, there's a new episode of Fatty and Taddy out today. It's episode five, and you can see that on, on YouTube on the Loud channel. You can go to YouTube backslash loud or just go to our website, uh, heffernandlemmy.com. And click on it, and you can actually watch all of the episodes there. So there's that. That comes out today. And then there is also uh, our tour. Just going to plug a few dates here. We are going to be in Nashville from October 3rd to October 5th. That is in uh, eight days. And we're going to be at the Zanies Comedy Club in Nashville, October 3rd to October 5th. Uh, a couple weeks later, October 17th, Thursday, Thursday night, October 17th, Edmonton, we're going to be at the Ranch Roadhouse. This is part of a comedy festival out there. Guess what? I don't know the name of it, but it's a comedy festival in Edmonton at the Ranch Roadhouse. Okay, then November 7th, we're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri, Valley Park, Missouri, to be specific, at the Funny Bone Comedy Club, November 7th uh, through the 19th. And then we are going to be in Rochester, New York, November 21st to 23rd at the Comedy Club at Daisy Dukes. Mmm, sexy. Rochester, New York, the Comedy Club at Daisy Dukes, November 21st to the 23rd. Then rounding out the year, we are going to be in Los Angeles at Flappers Comedy Club. Two nights only. Four shows, though. December 6th and December 7th. Flappers Comedy Club. If you missed any of that, you can get that information at our website, heffernandlemmy.com. It'll also be on our Facebook page, Heffern and Lemmy. And we will be tweeting about it ad nauseum. Our Twitter, our Twitter uh, accounts, I'm Steve Lemmy, and Kevin is Heffernan Rules. Uh, also, you know, follow us on Instagram, Heffern and Lemmy. Again, it's, you're, you're noticing a trend. Okay, before we get started... We have a sponsor, and I want to keep that sponsor, so I am going to read it to you. Check this out. Check out this flourish I put on it. This episode of Chewing It, meaning the Lance Henriksen episode of Chewing It, is brought to you by our friends over at K1 Speed. If you have the need for speed, K1 Speed is the place to race. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor kart racing center in the United States. Experience the thrills of 100% emissions-free European-style electric go-tarts. Go-tarts. Did you hear what I said? Go-karts. Reaching speeds of 45 miles per hour. High-speed thrills for adults and juniors. So race on over to a location near you today to feed your need for speed seven days a week. If you haven't experienced the thrills of racing at K1 Speed, 
do yourself a favor and find a location near you. Go to K1Speed.com. Be sure to hop on the Chewin' It episode page and download a coupon to save money on your next racing experience. How'd I do, everybody? How'd I do? I thought that was pretty good for my first time. Okay. With no further ado, enjoy this episode of Chewin' It with Lance Henriksen. Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it and this other guy Steve. Chew it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. Chew it, they're gonna get chewy. Chew it, they might even get me. Chew it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. I'm like, what do you guys do? We we had a whole dick conversation. Is there some shit I missed here or what? We had a dick talk. Oh, I missed the dick talk. Yeah, everybody, welcome. Are we recording? Welcome to Dick Talk with Lance Henriksen. Uh, okay, no, no first we're not of, doing Dick Talk. No, we're not we're doing, doing chewing it. We're munching. We're, we're chewing munching. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've got to chew. And smoking. Yeah. <laughs> chewing and smoke. We never had a chew or a smoker at the same time. It's true. All right, we need now, Lance, will you, will you do it by yourself? Would I what? Chew, chew. We need an isolated chew. Here it comes. Okay. Oh, yes. Listen to that. What, what do you, like, when you imagine you're eating something, what, are you eating, like, fucking nails or something? Like, what no, you no. <laughs> <laughs> like a squirrel, you know, eating a, eating a, you know, that, do you ever see that chick that eats the, uh, what is that, that uh, Jewish kind of bread? Rugula? Chala? What? I don't know. Chala, Aristotle, help us oh. out. You're Jewish. No, no, it's like a cracker. Oh, matzah. Oh, matzah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, this girl does a thing with, a, you know, a squirrel chewing on a matzah. Right. And it's fantastic. Right. That's what I felt like. Right. And the shit's flying everywhere. Oh, know? yeah. Right. Okay. That's She's good. funny. Right? That's, anyway. a daintier, that's a daintier chew. I know that's going to get cut out. Anyway. No. Yeah, Let no, me no, have an image of you eating your nails or, like, glass. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're a you, tough motherfucker. You think a, yeah. a tough motherfucker. Yeah. 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 But also then I think, like, uh, does he even eat food or is he, like... Is he like a? I beat the food android. before I ate it. I beat the shit out of it. Yeah. I want to tenderize it. Yeah, yeah. You, you capture it live. Chew on nails and spit out rust. That's my motto. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I figure. That should be your autobiography. Well, <laughs> now, now hold on. We're, and we're gonna we're gonna give you a proper introduction. But since we're talking about autobiography, I'm holding a copy of. Not bad for a human. Right. I have a couple of copies. I'll give you one too. I would love to. Holy yeah. God! I didn't know that you had. Yeah. When did you write that? I wrote it with a guy. Okay. Recently? Yeah, like a year ago. I was thinking as I was driving up here, I was like, No, no, wait a minute. Two years ago. You should write a memoir. I've been doing a comic for Dark Horse, and that that took two years to do. Five issues. Okay, see where... This is what... uh, To Hell You Ride, I'm holding one of the issues. Hell You Ride. Tell You Ride. Yeah. Now, have you been to Tell You Ride, Colorado? Phonetically, Tell You Ride, yeah. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, Tell You Ride, Colorado, originally, it got its name because people would say, To Hell You Ride. And then tell you right, but this the is the trade edition's coming out uh, December December the fifth. Okay, and is that that's All a comic book comics. series that you wrote? Yeah. Oh wow! Here it's it is. From a, it's from a movie I wrote and lost the script twenty years ago. What do you mean you lost the script? What do you mean? I, like somebody... you know, I told you I got divorced a couple of times, okay. <laughs> yeah. she, she, and it probably went half. into a dumpster. You know. Uh, oh okay. I, I I after I got divorced, I said anything I haven't touched in five years yeah. goes into the dumpster. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like I'm talking about my ex-wife, but it's not. Yeah. No, I, no, that's no. not what I meant. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, so now will you turn this into a movie to hell you ride? That's going to be a movie. Okay. It is. 
It's an yeah, I'm determined. I'm determined. Why else would I work two years for a dollar? I know. I know. You know, I mean, really. And so are you going to be this, this demon here? No, no, no. I, I actually want Jason Momoa to play oh, the lead in this thing. Love that guy. Love that guy. Yeah, so do I. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, Is really? he? Yeah, we're close. You know, we, Did you guys work together? No, but we've run into each other about a thousand times yeah. and, and caused as much mayhem as we could. And, and yeah. we got we got f- close on that. You know? Okay. Yeah, he was uh, great in, uh, Game in the Game of Thrones and Conan. Oh, yeah. He was the new Conan, the barbarian. Too. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this some this um, autobiography though. What's the what the what the, uh, the autobiography? What about it? Yeah, did you you wrote it. I wrote it recently. With someone, yeah, and it covers the whole your whole movie career or your whole All my life. Your whole life? Yeah, I mean it could have been nine hundred pages, so we sure. selected. You know, I mean because this uh, podcast you know is going to go on forever just because of your resume. Oh. Yeah, we're going to talk. Gonna talk about. It. So yeah. let's 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 introduce Lance properly. Okay. Okay. okay, so and then let's plug that book. And then we're going to plug the book. Yeah. Not bad for a human. Yeah, obvious. Not bad for a human. Obvious reference to yeah. um to aliens. Jim Cameron said I could use it. I oh, asked him. I said, "Can I use that?" Up. Yeah, and he said, "Good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Is he going to put you in Avatar two, three, or four? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. You know, talk about life is. Capricious, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It'd be sweet though if there is like I got one. something good coming out, man. I mean, it's uh, Mamura Oshi, the last druid, the Garm Wars. Yeah, that's What's coming that? out. It's a movie. And you shot it? It's done. Yeah, I shot it up in Montreal. Oh, awesome! And yeah, what, is it, who directed? So it? good. The, the guy's a fucking yeah. poet. Excuse me. No, no, you're allowed to. You're, allowed you're encouraged. To. No, he's a fucking poet. Yeah. yeah, believe me, our listeners. Like when they hear you say "fuck" or "fucking," it's yeah. like it, it'll send shivers down their spine every time. <laughs> every time. Somebody told me they do a do a, a drinking game where whenever I drop the f bomb, they take a shot. Yeah, yeah. And so they get pretty drunk by the end of it. <laughs> okay, everybody, hear that? Every time Lance drops an f bomb, you have to take a drink, or he will come to your house and fucking eat you. Um, oh. Okay. Wait, tell me, what's that movie about? The one you were just talking. I'm really about? happy to see you guys. We're happy to see you too. After Slamming Salmon, I, you guys, we all drift off in different directions. I know. Everybody and, does and different was, things. But I had a great time, man. I was I was a little scared because I don't think I'm funny. I think situations are funny, but I don't think I'm funny. You but know what? Though you are. I mean, you are, and that's part of. I mean, that's why we wanted you to come do it with us. But also, like he was so hurt. I know. I mean, every time I talked to him and, and you know slammed him, meaning me, yeah. <laughs> the look on your face was just—I felt so bad. You know what? Though, that, and happy at the same time. Yeah, but that's just acting, though. You you can't hurt my feelings. That was—I was just acting. Sad. Bullshit! You were so, when we got Lance to be in the movie. You were so fucking excited. I was, and were knowing you? that you were, were the guy you? that were really? acting with him, you didn't show it. No, because I was... Oh, bullshit. He followed you around like a puppy dog on the set. Oh, Lance. That's it. Who was... He ate lunch with you every day. I, I thought had... he just wanted to bond so we could do better work. I, I did. I, do, I wanted to bond for everything. Like, who Like you? Who was your cigarette-smoking buddy? I don't even smoke. I just stand there and watch you smoke cigarettes. Because, like, you know, I mean, look. I, you know, I grew up watching you. I mean, we all yeah. did. But yeah. it's like, it was... I mean, frankly... And we're going to get into it, but Stone Cold, when you were Chains... Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, has there ever been a better fucking character ever? I'm yeah, the hard, uh, the hard Ch- target Ch- bad guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. He's that's good, too. Thing. I mean, but anyway, I mean, that stuff, you know, he, he, so, you know, we were like, we got to have Lance come do this movie. And we tried to get you for uh, Club Dread, one of our earlier movies. I know you did. And we I couldn't know. get you or something. No. Like, you were busy or something. Bill Paxson did it. Yeah, Paxson. No, well, yeah. And so, uh, uh, and, and his biggest complaint was 
that his 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 weave yeah. would get knotted up. Yeah. yeah. And he'd have to spend an hour in the shower with, with all of this, you know, conditioner on to get <laughs> yeah. it to yeah. get it to look like hair. You know? Yeah. Instead it looked like Rasta man, but he's very like particular. He slept on the dreadlock, so it was like a cap on his head. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. told me all this shit. You know, yeah, that that movie almost worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. It almost did. Yeah, it had wonderful shit going. Yeah, Paxton oh, yeah. was great. In it. But Slam and Simon was a piece of brilliant work, man. Thanks, I mean, man. I love that good. movie. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. He was. It makes me laugh. He it was really so does. funny in that movie. He's, he's yeah. terrific. But also, you know, in terms of your sense of humor, and you know, and we'll get to this. Like, I find one of your funniest roles to be Terminator. Um, you know, oh. because in Terminator. I remember this, and this is before. I mean, this is one of the first times I remember seeing you on film. But you were the cop who would always start telling the like the story about what happened to him when, and then Paul Winfield would cut you off. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, shut up. Yeah, yeah. and like that was a, a funny character. I love playing that guy with with Paul Winfield. Yeah, I swear to God, the the crew was saying we ought to do a like a comedy series, you know, <laughs> because Winfield had this. Such a big heart, man. He was yeah. really a wonderful guy. He's awesome. He really was. Yeah. But what was the deal? Like, I read something about how Cameron like made the Terminator and was thinking about having you play the Terminator. Yeah, that's was true. that like what? How, it's how true. That... I didn't find out until like twenty, twenty-five years later. Yeah. Because because what had happened was Jim asked me to go in as the Terminator. Right. Because he was trying to pitch the film to Hemdale. Right. And you you had worked with him on the on uh, oh Piranha Piranha yeah yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and so you we, knew Cameron and we were we were friends you know? yeah and he had come over and painted me as the Terminator and you know to use as a you know a, an image for somebody he was pitching to like yeah. a sales tool or, yeah. Yeah, yeah and and I didn't know it that he really wanted me to play the Terminator but I went in and and. Kicked the door open and shit like that. <laughs> wait, wait, like you acted it out in the pitch? I, I act, yeah, I acted it out. You know, and was it the same said, concept? Go, he said, go, go in 15 minutes before me. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll come and then talk about it. Yeah. And so I did. I went 15 minutes before and I had taken, I took a foil from a Vantage cigarettes, you know, yeah. burnished them into my teeth so I looked like I had gold, all gold. Holy teeth. shit, yeah. that's awesome. And cut myself and slicked my hair back and had big fucking boots up the <laughs> yeah. ball and a punker shirt and ripped it open and all that shit. And I, and I walked in and did my number and Jim arrived and I left. And, and from then on, you know, we, the movie was made the, and I find out later people were saying, oh, you were supposed to be the Terminator. I said, no, 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 no. All I did was go in and and you know, do it for Jim. But oh, what did you did you act like the Terminator when you went yeah. into that room? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There ain't much to do except yeah, yeah, kill yeah. somebody. I mean, yeah. Yeah. kick the door in, <laughs> throw shit around. You know? But but anyway, then Gail Hurd and I were doing a, a commentary for the release of the Blu-ray Terminator. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And Gail Hurd does uh, said, Walking Dead now, right? Or isn't huh? doesn't Gail Hurd? I don't know what she's doing now. Yeah, I think she's just walking. She's down. a great yeah. producer. Yeah. Man. But anyway, so we're doing the commentary, and I said, Gail, i got to tell you something. For years, I've been, people have been saying I was supposed to be the Terminator, and I, I've been fighting it in, you know, whenever an interview happened. And she said, no, no, you were supposed to be the Terminator. And I went, oh, fuck. No shit. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway, well, I did it because it's a friend of mine yeah, yeah. and wanted my help. So I, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. But was there a point then? I guess there was a point That's where they just four had to more go. shots in about one minute. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's three more. There you go. We're getting wasted now. It's a party. So, but, but Gail, you know, I mean, I, I went down and did, Gail did a lot with me, and I went down and did uh, No Escape. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where'd you Ray shoot Liotta. that? Huh? Where did you shoot that? In Australia. In Australia. Oh, that's okay. great, man. I love that movie, but Ray I, Liotta. I, yeah. I've yeah. been elbow to elbow with these guys for years, only because we're in the same generation. I mean, they're not as old as I am, but they... But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but anyway, you know, that's what happens. You know, you you you, you kind of we're available to each other. Yeah, but that's wait, was it. there a point where like you thought that that was going forward, and then Schwarzenegger came in or something like that? No, or? no, I didn't even give it. I, when I left, I let it go completely. Yeah. I didn't. When you left that shit. pitch, yeah, I was there for one reason to yeah. get to get. Get the feeling going, yeah. So that when he went in and pitched it, it was going to work. Yeah. And so, okay. So, did you go to like Paramount and Warner Brothers in every studio, and you'd go and walk into this pitch meeting and kick open the door? And <laughs> no, no, just one. Hemdale. That was it. And he okay, wanted okay. to do the movie. Okay. He uh, said anybody but him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's cool. And so later on, Cameron said, "Hey, but come and do do it. Come and be." Oh yeah, Volkovich. He said, "You know, yeah, I, come get killed. I want you to come and do this part." I yeah. Said, Fuck yeah. And I went and found a little. Uh, Snub Nose Thirty Eight with yeah. uh, with, uh, with uh, Mother of Pearl handles, and that was my gun. It looked like a little dick. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want a big gun. I wanted a little gun. Yeah. It was fun. I, I treated that really, uh, you know. I, I let him tell the story, and I just played the guy, you know. I mean? and, yeah. and, and I, I love Winfield, so that spark started to fly the minute we talked to each other. It was sure. good, you know. But it was, I remember at the time, I was like, that to me was the comic relief of the film. <laughs> was you would start going on this awesome story and he would just cut you off every single time. <laughs> every, how do I look? I said, like, shit, boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just, let's just go through the list of some of the highlights of, of uh, Lance Henriksen's film career. Start Dog Day Afternoon. That you know, was my first film. Yeah. Now these are these are smaller smaller are parts. Are you listing or are we talking about? It? I'm just going to list and then we can and then talk. we can go back and talk about. Okay, it. all right. Yeah, okay. so I'll list. Dog Day Afternoon Network, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Prince of the City, The Right Stuff, The Terminator, Jagged Edge, Aliens, Alien Three, Pumpkinhead, Johnny Handsome, Stone Cold, <laughs> Jennifer Eight, Hard Target, Color of Night, The Quick and the Dead, Dead Man, Powder. A personal favorite of mine. He's got a good powder story. We'll get to that, though. Oh, good. We'll yeah. get to that. You, I, you, oh, my God. Um, okay, Alien vs. Predator. The Slammin' Sla- Salmon. Yes. I love that movie. The Salmon. That okay. was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, one that, that was funny shit. Man. Yeah, it's good. We had a good time. Man. When that girl got time. the hot soup in her face, that was that yeah. was the funniest moment I've ever seen. That's yeah. one of them. There's like a hundred, you know. That's but, great. Yeah. No, and we... Uh, we use that a trailer. One of my favorite lines was your thing. Or it's so quick, but like you walk into the kitchen and all the waiters are wrestling on the ground, and you just look at them. And you go, <laughs> like a, like my a bunch Andy. of gay guys are all like yeah. wrestling. I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing a rave yeah. or some shit. Oh yeah, and you just go Miami, and then yeah. you walk out the door. <laughs> it's such a great moment. But um, another movie I saw recently, I actually saw it in the theater, and I was excited to see it. Appaloosa, which. Yeah. I fucking loved Appaloosa. Yeah. Um, which we can talk about. That Ed Harris's was that his directorial debut or had he No, he's the he second one. He did Pollock before that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um also Millennium, the T V series, mm. which I love too. Um, Chris Carter. Uh a Brazilian soap opera, which I did not realize. You did a soap opera in Brazil? 
I didn't go to Brazil. They shot it in Miami. They flew me to Miami and did it all in Miami. <laughs> okay. I'm curious Those about Those guys that. were cool, man. Yeah. I said, why are they paying me so much to play this guy? What was <laughs> the part that you were playing in the Brazilian soap A scientist part? that okay. was dealing with mutant children. Mm-hmm. Okay. That opens your mind. Did I was you very speak rich. Like Portuguese or? No, no. I spoke English and they, huh. they, they either dubbed it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I saw a couple of scenes they showed them to me and they were pretty funny. Right. They were cool. <laughs> It's like it's like Mexican soap operas where the guy turns to the woman and goes, "Usted," you know, <laughs> all, you know, very, very. No, that's uh, how Lemmy grew up. Grew up with <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm South American. Yeah, well, but you guys are both. You guys are both from New York City. You guys are both born in New York City. Yeah, I'm from New York. I'm yeah. from New York. Yeah. Wow. Both born in New York City. Uh, born in Manhattan. Me too. Where? Where? 100th Street and Third Avenue. Oh, okay. I was uh, 86 between Park oh, and Lex. Oh, you had money. No, no, no. <laughs> my mom, my mom was a, a school teacher at a, a ritzy private school. See, and so, connected. But that, so, like, connects. I was a scholarship student there. No and shit. So, uh, I, you know, that's why she did it. That's why she she did because I got yeah, to go there. And, of course. And, uh, I lived at ninety. I bet we passed on the street. We definitely did. Yeah. I, I used to see. I, I had a shoe shine box. Did you notice me? Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it was all covered with brass tacks. I lived at ninety six and third for four years. No shit. Yeah. Wow. A hundred and third though was that like. I mean, you're going above 96, that's Harlem. A lot of Puerto Ricans were in my area. Spanish Harlem, right? Yeah. Half Puerto Ricans and half Irish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from the Irish side. You know, the the Irish-Norwegian side. side. He is. Irish-Norwegian. Yeah, I'm Argentinian and Puerto Rican. Are you? Yeah. I love Argentina. Argentina's the best. I've been to Buenos Aires. Have you? Yeah. Several I times. He that. says it with an accent, though. I, I felt so Wild central Italian. in that city. I mean, it was like the music, the fucking wine. And the steak. No, that, that's another shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Drink. Man. I, even, I even put flowers on Evita's grave. You know? Did you? Yeah. Okay, I haven't I done that. I felt kind of foolish doing it. Why did you do it? For the I don't know. I like the musical. <laughs> <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. When you, when you go around Buenos Aires, it's like there are... Frankly, there are very few things that they will point out to you. Yeah. Um, one of them, you know, is the pink house, you know, the, the Casa Rosa, which is uh, the old government house there where Juan yeah. Perón. Oh, like, the, the red, the red, they call it the red, Casa, uh, the red, yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. The pink house. Where she's, st- the pink house, she's still yeah. on the balcony. The, all that thing. Singing That's that the part shit. where she sang? But they, they. Patty LaPont sang that yeah. shit out of Don't that. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. That's Lemmy's anthem, man. That's going to be his autobiography title. Don't cry, Don't cry, for, cry for me, for me Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in parentheses it will say, and by Argentina, I mean Lance Henriksen. So, <laughs> no, but like the, that, that, the Pink House, they, uh, they just recently, I mean, within the last 20 years, they discovered all these underground tunnels oh, yeah. where that Perone had built, and then he used those to flee, and they're just like, the, you know, the, the Pink House itself was riddled with bullet, bullet holes right. that they finally repaired. Um, but so they'll point out the pink house, they'll point out the La Obelisca, you know, uh-huh. the obelisk in the yeah, middle of Buenos yeah. Aires, and then uh, the Sheraton Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. No, but, I wandered. I, I had, you know how they cook the steaks vertically, you know, like on the, on the sticks and all yeah. that shit around a big pit in the restaurant. Yeah. And the wine. And, man, I was in heaven. And the women, I I was think, down there to do the worst movie ever made. Which one? I'm not telling you. Come on. No, Slam and it's salmon? just, oh, God, it was just so bad. But I, I was playing a gangster in, in Argentina who's in a wheelchair. And I have the most beautiful girl, a got, who was playing, a French girl came down. Because I, I had done Alien vs. Predator with her. Yeah. Oh. And I said, 
well, you're, you're in Paris. Why don't you see a god? She could be my bodyguard. Hmm. She's so in she, Alien vs. Predator? Huh? She's in Alien vs. Oh, yeah. Predator? Which the, blonde, girl? the blonde girl. Oh, okay. Like the Spike, short yeah. hair, spiky. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's really and beautiful. And funny as shit. We, tough. we walked she around like, you know. that city laughing our asses off, man. It was so... We were in the worst movie in the world, but, but we had Argentina, which yeah. was so beautiful. <laughs> and we had each other's friendship. I mean, sure. nothing happened. You know, it was yeah, none sure. of that. Yeah, sure, but, yeah. But, but right. I loved her company, well, you know, I always I always tell people when they go to Argentina. I mean, Buenos Aires is a great, you know, for those people who don't know, it's 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 South America, but there's a very European feel because it's inhabited by a lot of Italians, a lot of Germans. Yeah. And uh, so the architecture is European, the Spanish accent is Spanish spoken with an Italian accent. It's a really it's an incredible place. I recommend going outside of Buenos Aires too. Uh, I mean, like my this father. This become like the Buenos Aires. The gauchos. Uh, the yeah, but, but the, you know what, the man? Pampas. It, it, you got to spend some time in Buenos Aires in, in order to go dance, you know, dance, you know, doing the dance yeah. stuff. Because even if you're an old fucking monster, they'll still dance with you. I mean, you know, and, and it has a romantic nature to it. Oh. Hell so yeah. sexy and beautiful, man. Well, the tango, you don't, I don't think people realize that the tango, I mean, look, dancing is a very sexual thing, but the tango is literally a fuck dance. Oh, it is, man. It's, and, it's, and, it's, a, it's, it's saying, it's nice you're a guy and it's nice, nice you're a chick, you know, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful equilibrium. Yeah, but at the end of every tango dance, every single tango dance you ever see, Especially in Argentina, when you go to, if you go to a professional show, which I definitely recommend because yeah. it's incredible. Oh, yeah. At the end of every single tango dance, the man throws the woman and walks away, and the, <laughs> like leaves her in the dirt. Well, he's he's afraid to stay any close. I mean, if you don't get a Woody dancing to tango, you're you're dead. You're, yeah. you're my, a dead human being. My dad actually told me a great story. Now that we're here, uh, <laughs> about uh, when he was you know in an engineering school, about how. Like he was dancing the tango with this girl at a dance, and he he got a boner and uh, and came in his pants, <laughs> and then uh, he yeah he did because it was so sexy. How old was he? He was probably like twenty one or something. Yeah, like that. well that happens when you're twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then uh, when I was down there, no, it didn't happen. I, mean, happen. I got the Lance, did, part, Has that but... happened to you a lot <laughs> when you were twenty one? Yeah, yeah, it can happen. But I mean, when you're 20, if you accidentally bump it on the counter, it something happens. Yeah, yeah. But then what happens? That's is... right. Aristotle, hold you. <laughs> 21. Oh, don't, go, don't let right. him touch anything. Yeah. He's right. Don't he let him rub take, against anything. He can't take a shower without yeah. problems. Yeah. Every, don't dance the tango, Lance. Dude. Every time you say "fuck," Aristotle comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, let's go back to let's go to some okay. of these. Let's and go. then and then just to we're, we're going to do the movies, but then also. On that list are some of the directors you have worked yeah. with, which are we'll Sid, go through those. We'll go through Sidney those. Lumet, yeah, Steven Spielberg, Jim Cameron, Sam Raimi, John Woo, Jim Jarmusch, and of course Kevin Heffernan. Yes, and now Mamoru Oshii. Yeah, yeah, love that guy. Yeah. All right, so let's start. Let's start at the beginning, man. Let's go. So, um, um, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, Can we talked Dog, Dog Day Afternoon. How'd you end up in that? How'd you end up in that movie? Everybody, everybody in it was pretty much from the actor studio, and I. Oh, okay. And I had become, I become an observer. And Sidney Lumet was was a, he was f- well Pacino, involved with the actor studio. Pacino was oh, doing Pacino. the lead in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Casals and those guys. Yeah. And they, and so, for all the roles, the ancillary roles. Yeah. Is that a good word? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To describe an actor. Sure. Yeah. Ancillary. Ancillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like. A, yeah. Uh, you know, fuck. Colorful. Anyway, stagehand. You know, or you know, yeah. farm farmhand. Sure. But anyway, a lot of those people were all from the actor's studio, and yeah. I knew them all, and, and we, were, we were friends. Yeah. And so 
they offered me that. I actually went in for the gay guy. Oh, you did? Chris yeah, Sarandon's and, part. And yeah. after I did my audition, uh, Cinemet looked at me and said, no, Lance, no. <laughs> Wait, Chris Sarandon or, well, or uh, John? play the uh, FBI guy that shoots him at the airport. Yeah. By the way, that was a good shot. You, you, I don't want to spoil it, but if, if, if I'm spoiling if Dog, dog afternoon, afternoon, then fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, Lance fuck kills. Uh, uh, fucked him up. Man. A good yeah. shot to the head. Right between the eyes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, but yeah. you were kind of separate in terms of the acting. It's not like you didn't have scenes with Pacino. Or, no, that you was were in that the, was like, the barber shop and the. Uh, it, w- it was a turning point, though. One of the things that happened was there was a moment where uh, the Pacino's character says, "You, I want him. At least I know what I'm dealing with." You know. Yeah. And he got me out, and he's searching me. Right. And I and I thought if I make eye contact with him, I'm going to crush his head. I'm going to kill him. I'll just kill him right now. Yeah. And 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 I Sydney came up to me after we shot the scene. He says, I don't know what you're doing, but but do it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good. That was good. That's yeah. awesome. And I and and I thought, this is really possible. Because it you know, you're you're being seen and heard. A few things like that happen early in your career and are memorable only because we spend a lot of time uh I, I've done movies where I've just served the movie yeah. early in my career, and nothing happened. I mean, a director, his only direction would be, okay, now with energy, action. You know, I mean, what the fuck? He's not even looking at me. He's yeah. looking at a monitor or, you know, I mean, like kind of shit. Yeah. And when, when, a, when a director of that, qual- you know, that quality connects with you, you know, it, it has an effect on you. Yeah. I mean, and so I thought, I love movies. That was the last play I did yeah. right before that. Never, like, that's it? You no, plays it. were gone. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I got my first paycheck and I went, fuck, I'm going to run to the bank. Yeah. Another, another drink. I'm going to run to the <laughs> bank and cash this. It must be a mistake. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I mean, and I thought plays, I mean, I was starving to death. I was sleeping on sets, you know, in the theater, you know, doing yeah. the sets so that I could stay there yeah. or sleeping on girls' couches and they all had cats with their stinky <laughs> cat boxes yeah. and the fucking, you know, it was a nightmare. And doing plays in New York City. Yeah, doing plays and had yeah. no money. Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway. Off-off, off-off. You know, and then finally, later on, I got on Broadway. But it yeah. was, you know, but the early days of acting, you have to know why you want to do this yeah. fucking thing. And so why did, I mean, how did you get into acting in the first place? I had, I had come off a ship uh, I, I had been sailing around the world pretty much on merchant ships and all kinds of stuff. To I wanted to get to know my father, who I didn't know. You know, I really wanted to see what his life was. So, he was a sailor. Anyway, I'd gotten off the ship and uh, and was in New York, and uh, Berghoff Studios were casting an off off Broadway play, the Eugene O'Neill Sea Plays. So I I wandered in there, and, and at that time I <clears throat> I couldn't read. It would take me a day to read that page. I mean. To struggle through what does this fucking thing mean? Yeah, and was it just because you never learned? Or was it oh, dyslexia? I didn't go to school. Was it? I, I, uh, I, only, I only went to the eighth grade, but it was sporadic. I yeah. mean, I, I probably went to the third grade, to the fifth, and then sixth, and then not till the eighth. Yeah, and I and I I didn't care about reading. What sure. the, I mean, it was poisonous, it was toxic. You yeah. know, I, I didn't read books. I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I'm not stupid, so yeah, yeah. I. I had an, an intelligence going, and I already started picking up concepts from people at that age. Yeah. Because uh, that is interesting. you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you have to do it. That's what yeah. young people do. Yeah. I tried to form my own personality out yeah. based on the people I run into in New York. 
you could, like as you know, you could have ten groups of friends that you wander around and meet all day long, yeah. and none of them know each other. Yeah. <laughs> so you could end up uh, for one group, I could be, hey, amigo, you know, and then the next group, uh, you know, I, I could be anything I wanted to be, which, yeah. which acting was already in my blood. I sure. mean, it really was. So, anyway. And so you, when you, when you went to to go do a play or whatever it was, you you couldn't read the script. No, right? no, I yeah. couldn't. The guy said, "Okay, you're right for the role, but why, why don't we read for it?" And I said, "I'll tell you what." The minute he said that, I said, "I can do the sets. I can. I just came off a ship. Yeah, I could build a whole set for you, the forecastle, the back, the deck, and everything. I'll build it all." And he went, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, man." And I did a quick sketch and showed him it and he got all excited he says okay let's read and i said and i could do the lighting <laughs> and, and that was it when, when i said i could do the lighting that yeah. was it well i got the role i got the lead in it and, and now i had to get a friend to put it all on tape yeah okay all right and and then i learned everybody's role i didn't know you didn't learn yeah. just your role sure. you learned the, i thought you learned everybody's role somebody yeah. read the whole play on TV. yeah and i had i had it all yeah yeah, yeah. And so at, 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 at what point did you then decide, because I, I know you slowly, taught yourself. Slowly but surely, you know, over, over the next, like, five, six years. Yeah. I mean, I had to play every game in the book, man. I mean, uh, there were... There what were, age are you here? Like, in the 20s? Your 20s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. L- late 20s. Yeah. And so, like, I, I mean, I, I got tied into the acting scene like in you know in in new york i mean you could new york's different i mean you can run into people on the street and and become friendly and you know i mean i hung out i'm an actor and and you know uh, they say oh yeah what have you what are you doing and i said nothing right now but uh, you know as usual yeah and i made a lot of friends yeah but what a weird even before that something really weird happened there's an actor in new york named lazaro perez a cuban guy Uh great guy and him and I, I was making pottery back then. Yeah. And and he said, I'm going up to, I was in Boston. I'm going up to uh, audition for a mime job in Moses and Moses and Aaron. Okay. And I said, oh, that's cool. You know, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he said, why don't you come with me? And I said, all right. And there was only four roles. And mimes had come from all over the country to audition here, right? <laughs> so Lazaro and I were watching them all up at the fucking front of the line. And, That's got to be a funny sight. This is a true all the story, man. Hanging out. Yeah. And so by the time I get to the audition moment, I, I just imitated every fucking thing that I saw. Yeah. And, Inside and, the box, and the rope. Le- yeah, shit. pulling the rope. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated mimes anyway because yeah. they had white faces Who and yellow doesn't? teeth. Yeah. But anyway, Lazar and I got two of those four roles. That's amazing. <laughs> Just out of the fucking blue. Right. And Lazar got pissed off at me because he said, but you're a potter, man. Why, why are you doing the acting? You know, I mean, you know, during, me, during yeah. the show, he said, what right do you have to be doing this? And I said, fuck, man, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was the beginning of the whole thing. I mean, yeah. and so then I went to New York. Yes. So what you're saying is you started as a mime, is what you're, is what you're, you boil it down. Oh to. God, I'll amazing. never fucking live it down. <laughs> I've never done white face and, and my, nobody's teeth is that yellow. <laughs> but anyway, now, oh God, mime. So you did some mime but control. great shit happened during that show, which really hooked me. They needed a guy to kill himself. So I would jump off the balcony 
in a loincloth because it was like during the orgy scenes in Moses and Aaron. Yeah. And I'm in a fucking loincloth, no padding, nothing, and land on the fucking stage. Boom. And every time it happened, the whole orchestra would come out of it. And they'd run back and they'd start playing again. Because they never knew when I was going to do it. Yeah. You know, but anyway. But then, then the head of the golden calf fell off into the orchestra pit. And everybody on the fucking stage froze. And I ran down, and I'm looking down in the orchestra pitch, and, and the, the stage manager standing there with the head not knowing what to do. <laughs> and I, I said, give it to me. And I grabbed it, and I put it over my head and ran all the way up to the center of the stage <laughs> and waited there like it was meant to happen. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, there was only three performances. But, <laughs> yeah. Improv, right? but yeah, like an improv moment. And I, and I said, it just felt so natural. Man. Yeah. yeah. So then, then I... Packed up all my shit, drove down to New York, <clears throat> and 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 uh, sold my truck on a street corner in New York, yeah. and stayed. Checked into a hotel and stayed, and then I got kicked out of the hotel when the money ran out, and then and then started. You know, Did you joined the actor studio pretty quickly. No, 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 no. It took me. It took me about a year. Yeah, because before what? I even went near the actor studio. Okay. Okay. And, but, and by the time you started doing the movies, could you read by then or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah shit, okay. yeah. yeah. But, it, but it was a whole deal of, of lying. Like, why do I have to read my own fucking language, man? Yeah. It's going to ruin my, my <laughs> you know, my, my fucking spunt. They need, you know. Well, you're you know, with actory and, reasons. And also, I need glasses. It. I can't really fucking. I need glasses, man. But, you yeah. know, I mean, like. Every fucking excuse in the book. Yeah. If you're, you know, if I'm like, as an actor, I'm thinking, that's actually not a bad exercise. It's like, you know what? Fuck, I don't. Read the script. Tell me who I am. It's the, it's the basic stuff. What do I want out of the scene? What, yeah. You know, where am I going? Where am I coming from? Who am I to you? And then it's like, yeah. just I'll fucking improvise, you know? But there was a little bit of denial in it, though. Oh, no, I know, but that's, that's life right there. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, because really I didn't come from that. I didn't come from that. I was doing something different. Yeah. I, think in, I think in pictures. I don't think in words. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my nature. Yeah. Well, you are, now that you, you, you have said... You were a potter. I mean, you're a visual artist. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I was painting murals all over Europe. I mean, I had no money first time I went to Europe. And I'd walk into a restaurant and say, that's a beautiful wall. I'd seen Gully Jimson. I'd seen, you know, uh, Horse's Mouth, you know, paint a mural. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I would walk in and paint murals with shoe polish and shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so would you make some, would you make food? I said, how much do you want? And I said, food. Meal. Yeah. And they'd always end up giving me a few extra lira or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Whatever those Italians yeah, use. Whatever. You yeah. Know. yeah. That's great. Um, okay, so, and so then City Lumet, so Dog Day Afternoon. Thanks for keeping me on track, by the way. Yeah, that's good. That's what we God, did. He's, yeah. he's a director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep it on track. Get yeah. back. Get you, back. Yeah. you go off track. Get back to the fucking point, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And drink. We don't drink have three drink. hours from this show, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll you, did a, you did like uh, three or four movies with Sidney Lumet, right? Did what? You did a bunch of movies at Sydney. Three of them, yeah. So, I mean, like, you, you got in with him and uh, had a good relationship well, well, with him. Well, and... Sydney was a very generous guy. I mean, yeah. he loved New York actors. Well, is that what made him a great director? He's an actor's director? Or was... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine a director today saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get a big ballroom, and we're going to take all of the, the locations and tape them out on the floor, and we're going to see... Everybody that's in the movie is going to come, and we're going to do the movie in continuity. Okay. I mean, that's an actor's director. I mean, yeah, yeah. he knows, he knows instinctively. I mean, all these things, and and we would do that even the smallest role, 
and and you knew what the movie was. Yeah. Because otherwise, we get it such hodgepodge. You know, how do you know what the fucking theme? You know, I have to be. <clears throat> now I'm very much better at reading scripts. I mean, I'm, I've been doing it now. Yeah. Forty fucking years. I better be better at it. Right. But but the point is that you you don't get a you don't get the sense of the overall. You know, it's yeah. easy. I mean, unless you have uh, got a role three months ahead and then you can yeah. really dig into it. But how often does that happen anymore? Yeah. They call up and say, we want you there in they don't even re- two weeks. They don't even rehearse anymore. Yeah, yeah, come you know on. I mean? it's just come yeah. on and have a complete, have a complete thing going. Yeah, you? yeah. You just walk on the set and they, they roll because they don't have time yeah. or the money or whatever Yeah, you've got to make some quick decisions and shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you guys, even I, I knew a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. You guys. And I, I mean, I remember picking the glasses that I wanted to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and I wanted that. I, I, I asked if I could use that suit. The green suit. Yeah, the so green great. suit. So great. Because I wanted to look so successful, and I got a yeah. gold fucking watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And and it, 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 there was something. There's something I don't like about producers, especially <laughs> TV you know, producers. I've had more run-ins with them than yeah. than anybody because they're so. They want to suck me right into the business world, right, mm-hmm. yeah. right away, and and I have an aversion. I get I get rashes. I get I get fucking. <laughs> I do. It's really tough, and so I wanted to play that. I wanted to play a guy who was who was just a smarmy fucking. Yeah. You know, I, I, the line you didn't leave in, which I thought was funny as shit. It just came to me. I I said. Yeah, he says, what are you going to have? And I said, I think I'll have some, uh, I wish the floor would open up and Uh-oh. suck me up. Soup, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got lost, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but things were coming out of me that, that I did. I just wanted to be as rude as could be. Yeah. In the nicest way. Yeah. That yeah. I could be. Well, you, yeah. you know, I mean, you did humiliate the fuck out of me. All, and, then, you know. and then the scene in the bathroom, though, then, then you let it all hang out. You, 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 let, you let him have it. You know what I mean? You yeah. let the guy have it. You stupid fucking shit. You're, You're like, you know. And the whole thing is about noses. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. the writing. That's yeah. 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 No, that was funny. That no, but you know, yeah. it's like, look, it's, uh, from my point of view, it's as an actor who admires another actor, like, to stand there and get to berated by you, you know, take after take, that's a dream come true. You've got a little touch of masochism in you. I mean... I think we all do. No, I don't I mean, mind yeah. getting beat down in a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's also like, you know, I mean, look, you know, when you're growing up and you watch movies and things like that, you never say to yourself, you know, hey, one day I'm going to meet that person. You know, I'm going to no, work don't. with that person. Work with that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly it's like... You know, and I hate to keep referring back to Stone Cold because you've done <laughs> you've done much finer films. But like, when I'm watching, like if I in a million years, when I was, uh, you know, because we watched Stone Cold. Let's get to Stone Cold then. You so much fun to talk about. Should we just talk Cold. Stone Cold? Can we talk Stone Cold? Let's a little go. Bit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a good story for you about because we uh, we wa- I don't know Aristotle. If you ever seen Stone Cold, if you have not seen it, you have to watch it because we. I remember we watched it. And then we uh, we finish watching, it. and it's it's right now. We love that kind of movie, that kind of actiony biker thing. We love that kind of thing. We finished watching it. We rewound it because it was on VCR. Those are the time. That was the time. And then we watched it again. Yeah, because we loved that fucking movie. And it's like one of those From things, start to finish. It's like excruciating. Like you're waiting for that fucking tape to rewind, and we're like, God yeah. damn it! I just want to start the movie so fucking bad. Yeah, we went to college together. Yeah. yeah. So, but we, I mean, like. 
But it wasn't just, I mean, that Stone Cold has everything you want. Like the Boz, Brian Bosworth <laughs> had a t- with his Komodo dragon. That's the fucking hysterical opening scene. Like he's making some shitty milkshake or whatever it is. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to eat that. And then he feeds it to his Komodo yeah. dragon. You're like, hey, this guy's off kilter. He's wacky. He's putting Snickers and potato chips in his shake. And then he, of course, he's got a Komodo dragon. And then, of course, he sits in bed and there's a hot piece of ass. And then you're like, I, I, I need, I got everything I need. And plus, you know, in the opening scene, when you actually first meet him, you know, he does there's the whole supermarket the scene. Supermarket, yeah. He's got, you know, clean up aisle four. You're like, I fucking I love this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. already. But, but then, I, I read something like that. You improv your did you did you improvise a lot uh, of that? You know or? What happened in that movie? That, uh, I got the role, right? Yeah. And, and it was it was a fait accompli, pay or play. So yeah. but the the director that hired me. Yeah, he got fired after the first week. Okay, and of shooting out. or pre-production? Huh? He got fired during pre-production or the first no, week of shooting? He started shooting. Oh wow! Okay, and I was down in, in Mobile, uh, waiting to work the end of the week. Yeah, know? I mean, and he, and he, they saw his dailies and said, "Oh fuck, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy." And then, so they hired Craig Baxley okay. to come in. And because all the stuff he was shooting was proscenium, it had no rhythm, it had no nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was just, it was, they were shocked. Right. But he had and are written, you like at that point, like, he oh, had fuck. written it, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy and wrote every it. Every reference yeah. that Chains made yeah. was biblical. All right. And I went, I'm going to fucking die in this movie. I mean, <laughs> this is, I mean, I wanted to do the movie because it's yeah. a biker flick. And the, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Craig Baxley walks in. Yeah. And I said, I, I knew he was coming from the airport, so I caught him as he was walking into the hotel. I waited for him. Yeah. And I said, Craig, I'm Lance, and I'm going to be playing Chains, and I, we got to have a talk because we're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, what? And, I, and we had a couple of beers, and I, and I, I said to him, uh, at the risk of getting fired right now, uh, I can't say a line that's written in his script. And he said, well, I said, well it's, you read it. It's all biblical. I mean, the minute I open my mouth and do one biblical thing, the audience is going to sit back and say, fuck, he, the, you know, every time he comes on screen, I'm not going to watch him. Yeah. You know, it'd be, you know, it'd be like watching somebody take a shit, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's another, another shot. Another yeah. uh, but shit, you have to eat pretzels. I mean, yeah, no okay. shots. Okay. You have to drink anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> texture-wise, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But so Craig, I, I say, what, what are we going to do? And I said, Craig, I won't fuck with your narrative. I won't touch that. But every scene, we're going to have to work on it. In the morning before we start shooting, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to say to each other. So Bosworth had this giant fucking bus. Now he's a star. Right. And yeah, but he's not an actor, though. I mean, he's not. Well, he was know, a football I mean, player, but I yeah. he, he had a he had the kind of feeling of like a young John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, he had know, a presence. Yeah, he had a yeah. great presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked great. You know, and this was his f- first film. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get in the bus every morning and improvise. Okay, yeah. and was and he, he and could he, he do that? Was he good at that, or huh? was he good at that, Bosworth? I mean, could he handle that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't realize what I was doing to him. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But anyway, you know, like I, I would come up with shit like, you're either going to be my bulldozer or the biggest pork chop pork I ever chop. ate. Oh, yeah. Man. You know, That's shit like that line. would just come leaping out of me because sure. I, I was feeling very much like what chains ought to be. Yeah. And so, that's what we did. Yeah. The whole thing was improvised. Yeah. All my dialogue. 
I mean, you're, you know, it's interesting because like, uh, I, like in that movie, Chains, even though like you in theory are loving this guy, John Stone and, and getting him, bringing him closer and closer to you, you were kind of disdainful towards him. I mean, you did call him a pork chop and then you did at one point, you tested out the bulletproof vests by shooting him onto the pool table. Right. Which led me to believe that there was a certain lack of respect. He actually <laughs> knocked me out after that. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. He came around behind me and 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 had a he had a big gauntlet on his arm and he hit me right in the fucking nose. And I I went out and I and I remember waking up. It was very quick. I wasn't out for long. Yeah, yeah. But I was pushing up and they were trying to lift me up. And I said, No, no, no. Get the fuck out of here. I want to experience this. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> and the cameras are rolling or? No, no. Oh, okay. They, they had cut. Okay. They, they okay. got scared. I mean. Okay. Yeah. But it didn't matter. To me. Yeah. No, but that was, I mean, that, that's such a great film. And, you know, I think you and, it was William Forsythe? Was the, the, yeah, uh, he, played, he played Ice. I mean, the, the, that was the heart of it all to me. I mean, the Bosworth, Bosworth thing is fun, but uh, you got to have a great villain. Well, people, you know, it's you like, know? you don't, I mean, we have, a, we have a big thing about, like, the wimpy bad guys. Yeah. You know, like. Well, like I, hate, I hate pussy bad guys. I hate pussy villains. Like, like you know what I mean? name a good pussy, a pussy villain that you really fucking hate. Uh, well, like, for example, and I, Mo- I don't most dis- of the Bond movies, not, not the latest ones, yeah. but yeah. the early ones, those were all pussy villains. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were. They and were it's all- not like I don't like the actors. Like, for example, I'll name this actor who I like the actor, but, uh, okay, Cliffhanger, the movie Cliffhanger with Stallone. Yeah. Right? yeah. The bad guy's John Lithgow. Now, John Lithgow and Stallone in a fight at the end of the movie, not, not buying it. No. Not buying no. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like, Lithgow did a lot of a lot of bad guys yeah. at that period. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I like a, I like more of a badass, and that was the beauty of Stone Cold, which is why we like it. I mean, we have a natural love for that movie because it was a pure bad guy. The movie's not bogged down by a romance. There's no romance in it, right? There's <laughs> right. just it's just a fucking. But you that's know. well. The, the, there's also a lot of shit that you don't like. Okay, so like like there's the scene where Chains like the fucking dude like I think his name is Mutt in the movie like he gets like his his hand and his. Are you, you well? You chop off his hand in the motorcycle. Well, spokes. I stuffed his hand in the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. running wheel. Yeah, yeah, so you know that's not nice. And then, uh, <laughs> but then, and then he gets blown up on on the run with the girl. And then you fucking make that girl marry him. So you're you're a good guy in that respect, <laughs> right? You know, like, I have my good guy moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then no uh, one's all bad. Right. No, no. <laughs> but that was, the th- and then it's like there was do, something. Do you know how many times women in their seventies have come up to me? At, you know, at conventions and stuff, and said, I love that change. Well, and I'd say, wait a minute, the, the guy's a psychopath. Well, why yeah. do you love change? And she said, and the woman said to me, I haven't always been a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> said, Holy shit. That's pretty cool. But there's also some, besides that, there's also some great plot twists in that movie. Yeah. You know, like with. You know, you I don't give it, don't give anything away. I, I, I don't want to give anything away because yeah. we really do want people to see yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. Cold. Craig Baxley's a really yeah. wonderful action director. He do you really... like playing a bad guy? Do you oh, like bad yeah, guys of better? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the bad guys are always more interesting, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Hard Target, such a great bad guy that you do. I see, mean, I, w- I would have to play a, a good guy who's a bad guy. You know, he's 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 got a bad guy edge, but he's a good guy. In what? In- in, you know what I mean? In Hard Target? Or in, no, no. In, I, I, wanna st- I still have yet to do that. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like... Uh, It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Alien vs. Predator, you're a bad guy, but you're a good... I mean, you're not, you know... I mean, you're the heavy kind of, right? Alien vs. Predator? No, I played the billionaire in it. No, I know, but like you're the bat. You're like driving the... 
the action and you yeah you but, know, but, uh, but that's like the last hurrah but you, so you got to give a guy an opening that, for that. Thing. Yeah. I already know who the character is that you're that you're that you need to play and we were talking about it when we walked in here because there's a big George Washington uh, mural on the wall you got to play George Washington no the the real George Washington I hate politics man <laughs> well that's the, the, uh, I would play him if I was on a horse fighting the British you know with that's a sword what sure. that's what I'm talking about that, yeah the or, one, and shooting my men for trying to desert yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, I would love to do that, but I, I've seen it done now so well that I don't want to touch it. Yeah. You know, there, <clears throat> you, you get to play that guy once in your life. Like like, like the guy who played George Washington in it with Giamatti and that. And yeah. That yeah, David Morris. He's, David yeah. Morris, yeah. I mean, who I love as an actor. Great. But he... He's not going to play George Washington again. Yeah. If right. you're going to play uh, Dutch Schultz, you only get to do it once. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right. I mean, Dustin Hobbs is not going to play him again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't Sheen, like... that actor, Michael Sheen, played uh, Tony Blair in three different movies. Really? Yeah. Fuck. He did? That's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but that's, I'm just throwing it. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. No, you're done with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing any more Pumpkinheads, and I'm not doing any more Sasquatch movies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've squeezed that lemon dry. How many Pumpkinheads have you done though? Oh, Three. God. Oh please. I, I I only did one. The rest are. How did they bring the you? The rest back? were alimony films. How did they bring you there. back from the? Because the first one you have to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. The first one, they brought me back. I don't know how the fuck they brought me back. I don't know what they were doing. Well, I mean, I guess the movie's about like black magic. You don't so. watch those, man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're toxic. But Pumpkinhead is a cult classic. I mean, people yeah, I mean, it, love it's lived. I mean, it's an innocent kind of movie. You know? <laughs> let's, let's talk about aliens. I want to talk about aliens. Okay. Can we talk about that. Yeah. So, so you 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 kind of uh, reunite with Cameron. Did Cameron say, I want you to do this part? Or? Well, yeah. Jim and I had done a, a, a movie down in Jamaica called uh, Piranha 2, The Spawning. Right. Uh, the Spawning? Yeah, The Spawning. Right. And, and, and he was directing That's how that? we met. And then you did Terminator with That him. was his first movie. Right. His second was Terminator, yeah. and the third was Aliens. And so we see, like, hey, Lance, come to this Those are huge part. jumps. Uh, yeah. They were in budget and, and in talent, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And so it was... I just, I guess, a little bit of a good luck charm kind of thing, you know, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But had he, did he, like, we talked to Paxton a little bit about how I, he got I had that to part. audition for Aliens. Okay. I, I did. You I went mean, and read for it? Yeah, I had to. Okay. Because he had to present it to the higher ups. So well, not guy. only that, but, but what happened was um, the, the, we were going to shoot it in London. Yeah. And he had to see anybody that was capable of playing that role, any actor. Yeah. And he did. He saw them all. He, and he told me later, he said, if I had seen anybody that, that had made those choices and did it better, I would have hired them. Yeah. Right. And Despite he's my relationship that way. With you. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter if you're my friend or not. Yeah. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I understood. But I had, I, had, I, had, I had figured out something that, you know, I had seen Ian Holm play, you know, the first one. And, and then Rutger Hauer and Blade Runner. Yeah. And I thought, these are some of the great performances of, a, of an android kind of yeah. uh, uh, idea. And I thought, how am I going to compete with that? And then I wrestled with that for a couple of weeks and I, before the audition. Yeah. And, then, and then I thought, I, I can't compete. Why yeah. compete? How are you going to do it? Forget about competing. I mean, you know, I, I blotted that one out. Yeah. And then realized, I, I'm playing an innocent here. And, and, if, and, a, and a bishop to me was... Uh, myself when I was 12. Uh-huh. I literally was using me at 12, my emotional life, 
and the innocence I had at 12, even to the, even to the point of saying, you know what, you, these people around me, they're older than me, I'm going to live forever, and they're not going to fucking live forever. And if they treat me badly, then I, I just look at them and I feel sorry for them. Yeah. You know, instead of taking an adversary stance yeah. ever. And, and I thought, all life is so beautiful. Anything alive, because I'm not really, yeah. Yeah. That, I, that I would marvel at it. I would find reasons to marvel at the beauty of it, right. including water or, or a living thing. Yeah. And so I was busy doing that. And you had that all worked out when you went into the audition? Yeah. Wow. And I had that going on through the whole movie. That's all I needed to do. Yeah. Because his narrative was so good, so strong. Yeah. You know, he would call me and say, I don't know how we're going to introduce Bishop. And, I, and, and he said, you remember the knife trick when you were a kid? Yeah. He said, uh, why, don't you, why don't we use that? And knowing Jim, I, I got every kind of knife you could get and yeah. practiced with all of them. Yeah. And Jeez. I got really fast with it. And yeah. And I remember you ever I, stick yourself? I've told this story before, but <laughs> when I got to London, uh, they opened my suitcase and it was all the knives were laying Jesus. on top. Okay. Yeah. And they weren't going to let me into the country. They, they yeah. thought, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and so they had, Gail had to come down and get me out of the airport. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was, there was something wonderfully innocent about Bishop that nothing bothered me. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I mean, I would do any job. I would, uh, you know, I just, I was in, uh, in an environment. I wasn't playing space or, or any of those things. It was my world. This is the world I was born into. Mm-hmm. So. And did you, and was, uh, were any of those elements in the script or like, did you bring some of that to the part in terms of, and then work with Cameron? Like once you got well, cast. Well, we, but Cameron would say things to me, I, are you claustrophobic? And I said, I don't think so. Why? And he said, well, you got to crawl. You want to crawl through this pipe, mm-hmm. you know, that, that yeah, crawling yeah, through the yeah. pipe thing. And, and I did it, and it, it wasn't that terrible. I mean, but he, he would always challenge you, you know. I mean, like he, he told one of the people to give me a gun. And the minute the guy gave me the gun, I went, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah. And I handed it back. Yeah. It was just moments like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that I improvised dialogue. Because yeah. when, when you get up into these budgets. Yeah. yeah. They defend that script sure. you know, to the max only because it's been so well honed yeah. to begin with. But that narrative has. And, and they're protecting their money. Yeah. So, you, you know, I mean, Stone Cold was like, a, I don't know, I think it was $15 million or something like that. But they were in a bind. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, I'm smart. I'm a street kid from New York. Yeah. I took advantage of it. I'm yeah. going to make this mine. I'm going to make it mine. Yeah. I, I, w- I didn't want to destruct anybody around me or hurt anybody, but I wanted it. I wanted to play that character so I don't get caught acting. I just didn't want to act. Yeah. I wanted it to. I wanted to live it. Yeah. You know. So, and that's the same thing with the aliens. That was a, another huge breakthrough for me. Yeah. Because I thought if if I don't see what I'm doing on that film. I'm, I'm quitting acting. I'm getting out of this fucking thing because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. But I don't, don't want to just serve a movie. I want to live somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, backing up just before Aliens, like, uh, I guess at what point, first of all, are you starting to support yourself as an actor where you're not having to do anything? Yeah. I mean, like living. I, I guess I don't even know if it's comfortably or just. You know, is it, is it around? Like, the, 
<laughs> you brought up a loaded question, man. <laughs> I, it's never I, come. If I had never gotten married, I'd be there'd be a there'd be a fucking Bentley sitting out there. <laughs> 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 I had two marriages, man. Well, I guess I guess what I mean is like you know, like even after we made Super Troopers, the the, the movie that sort of broke us through. You know, there were still a few years where, you know, I was in debt and, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all go through that. I mean, yeah. was, you know, especially if you're married, the expectations of a wife are, you know, really get you out in that cotton field. Pick that fucking cotton, <laughs> you know. And so there's yeah. always this element of, excuse me, you, you start, I just lit a new cigarette. You, you, no, you start coughing. You have a psychosomatic response when yeah, you start talking about my, wives. Yeah. It's part of my style. Wife. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but uh, how about this? How about this? Let's uh, forget the financial thing. Really, what I mean is like, at what point do you feel like, uh, from an acting standpoint, that I, you're starting to make really it? I think really when I did Millennium, that was like three years of solid money coming in. Yeah, that was the first time. I mean, I, I felt like a a guy with a lunch bucket going to work every yeah. day. You know, I mean, it, I mean, was that a choice? Like, were you like, I'm going to do TV, or was it like just the opportunity arose? I wasn't going to do any TV because yeah. I had done I had done some Mr. T movies and sure. you know, television and stuff and and I was always the fart catcher you know to make yeah, the, yeah, yeah. make the leads look good and yeah. you know and I thought this is not acting I don't want to fucking ever do this again yeah. and I didn't you know I just I struggled from one movie to the next and like you know I mean you do a movie and then there's no movies for a while yeah and so you know you stretch it and you beg borrow and steal keep going. And did then, you just get tired of that, and that's why you or, or like did Chris Carter no, no, come and say, "Hey, this no, is that the thing. Chris and, Carter thing happened really by accident." Yeah, my my fucking agent at the time, yeah, uh, said, "Lance, I'm going to send you a script, and and I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I just want you to read it." And I I read it, and the and Frank Black, and that's the character there. So he sent you the Millennium script, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, the pilot, yeah, yeah, but it didn't say pilot on it. Okay, it just. And it, and it was so dark and wonderful. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. and I knew I was going to have to really work to, to pull this guy off. And and I said, all right, it's really good. It's, it's a movie, right? And he said, no. <laughs> I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a television series. <laughs> and I said, fuck, man. <laughs> I, was, I was really, I was pissed. Really? Cause, yeah. Because it was so good? Is that, is that why you're Well, then I said, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to say yes to this until I meet the guy who wrote it. I want to meet Chris and you know and talk to him. And so they set up a meeting with David Nutter and Chris Carter at yeah. a restaurant. Cuz in those days I said, I'm not going to anybody's office. I'll meet him on neutral ground, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to a fucking office and have the guy right. it's me sitting in a soft chair that farts yeah. and he's sitting at a desk. <laughs> You know, looking down at me. I'm not going there. Right. I, I'll meet him at a restaurant. Were you familiar with X Files at that point, or I mean, did you, no, had no. you heard about it, or no? No, no. Okay. no I, television. Yeah. I didn't even. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I, I'm so grateful that cable came in, man, because yeah. I have to watch it. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I meet Chris, and and he, he's a very quiet guy, and and he, I kept asking him questions. I said, "Well, look, this is so dark, so dark." Where's the light? Where, I mean, how is an audience going to endure this? Where is the light? And he said, well, the yellow house. <laughs> <laughs> and Nutter, of course, his enthusiasm is very contagious. He's a very, he's a very excitable guy. And, yeah. and he was, and not in a salesman kind of way. 
He doesn't talk with his hands. He just vibrates. Sure. You know, I mean, he sits there going, yeah, this is going to be really good. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> and then we had some food. And then I went, well, at least I'm not going to be a fart catcher in this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to have something to do. Yeah. And, and so I said, yeah, all right, let's go. And then we did the pilot. And, uh, and then it, that was it. And I, I remember the, the scariest moment was... The pilot took a month to shoot. You shot it in L.A.? It's, it's... No, Vancouver. Oh, in Vancouver, okay. Where they were shooting at X-Files, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had X-Files. Yeah. 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 And so we're, we finished the pilot, and then I go home. And I, and I, but before I left, I said, Chris, are we going to have a month to shoot every, every show? And he said, no, <laughs> no, no. It's every eight days. Oh, man. A sixty-page script. Yeah. Because yeah. I, oh, I was so tired at the end of the pilot, I was just—I I, I think I was tired mostly because I was trying to investigate constantly what 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 is this character? You know, he's constantly. Yeah. And Chris kept saying shit to me. You know, like I'm from New York and we talk with our hands. You know. Right. Right. And he said, "You can't, you can't wave your hands around. You yeah. Not you're do still. that at all. Yeah. And he said, "Because it looks like you're selling. It's like a salesman." Yeah. You know, you notice if on television that everybody that's selling their hands, you know, <laughs> and, and I said, all right, all right. And that was the hardest fucking thing for me to do. I, all my energy was like fucking in my hands. I felt like my hands were like down to my ankles, you know, it was like fucking, it was like, what the shit. But so did you slowly. did you like it? I mean, did you like doing that show? Or I mean, it's a great I fucking did. show. I did. It was I mean, very hard. It was very hard. Yeah. I, yeah. And did you just? I've never uh, worked that hard in my life. Ever. You got like nominated Actors for awards and all kinds of shit. Though. Well, yeah, but so you got a lot of accolades for that. I, yeah, yeah. I got I got nominated for three Golden Globes for three years of doing it. I mean, we did we did sixty five shows in three years. Yeah, God. And, and I mean, it's uh, the TV schedule is grueling. You're getting your scripts in the morning, or you're you're five lines. in the morning. I'd be up at five. Yeah, and and, and they drive me out to the location. What, how did it? Like, why did it end? Did were you done with it, or was no, he done no, with it, or no, none of that? Because uh, it seemed like it was doing pretty well. It was. If it was on now, it would be a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, the ratings that we were getting were not equal to the ratings of that period. Yeah. You know, the more glossier shit. Yeah. You know. Because people were scared by that show. Yeah, it was dark. People would stop me in a supermarket and go, you know, I tried to watch your show, but I, uh, I was scared. <laughs> I said, you're a grown fucking man. You're, <laughs> you're telling me you're scared? What the fuck's the matter with you? It's a TV yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking show. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not dead. I mean, I'm not... Uh, yeah. Know, anyway. But anyway, the, uh, you know, the, a guy came over from the Comedy Network, and he decided... I want to get rid of everything at Fox, other other than the X Files, and have all comedy shows. Yeah, and then he got fired six months later. Right, and the prick had the gall to to leave a message on my machine saying, "Lance, uh, we canceled the show, and and uh, if you want to know why, give me a call." And, and I thought, <laughs> "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That's another fucking yeah. shot. Yeah, hey, that's I'm two bummed. shots. That one's two shots. That's two shots. Were you bummed out that it was canceled, or had you were you like tired at that we point? We were. We were actually on the road, heading home after the break. Yeah, and it wasn't going to get picked up. I mean, yeah. we've done all the shows, and and 
Yeah. <laughs> you do a little dance. Like, yeah. Yeah. Celebration yeah. time. Yeah, and, yeah. and Frank Spotness was on the phone with me telling me we were canceled. <laughs> and I was in my Hummer. I had a Hummer at the, yeah. at the time, a station wagon with my dogs. <laughs> anyway, and we're going down, and, and he says, are you guys laughing? And I said, what else am I supposed to do, Frank? I mean, what reaction did you want? Boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> what did you want? Anyway, do you know if if I live a at thousand? At the end of a series, at the end of a season, yeah, you are fucking, your ass is tired, dragging, man. You, yeah, you look like a pregnant cockroach. Yeah, right? <laughs> fuck, it's just no way. Would you no. do TV again or no? That's you did it and that's it. Or uh, uh, I mean, it's a good paycheck, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm getting to the age where if I did it and it was a hit. That would probably be the last thing I'd be doing in my <laughs> yeah. career, you know. But it's, there's so much good TV now. I mean, if it's like Breaking well, Bad yeah. or Sons it, of Anarchy or that, those really kind of shows, which, you know. Doesn't it depend on, on, on fucking, uh, you know, like <laughs> who you're working with? And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and the bonding that's necessary to do that? Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a hell of a lot of bonding on that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so. I mean, I love Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. I, I love Megan Gallagher. And, and I loved. Uh, I, I but it wasn't as ensemble. I mean, that was all on your shoulders. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, I feel like a lot of these other shows these days. There's more of an ensemble feel. That was a. I know you're the was. guy. It was. You it know was, what I mean? You know, it was a little bit much. Yeah. I mean, people were writing and saying, "Why doesn't Frank Black ever smile? I mean, can't you smile? Find a reason." And the only time I could smile is when I was with a with a child. Yeah. This wonderful actress. Yeah. This little peanut of a girl that yeah. was hold her own with anybody. Yeah. It but, was just great. I mean, you, I think, you, you know, you realize that pretty early in your career, whether or not you act on it, but like, you know, whether it's writing or acting or something like that, if, if you're not having a good time, it's really not worth the money, you know? And, yeah. and, I don't know, man. When those bills come fucking rolling. <laughs> but for a movie, that's fine. Not I mean, worth the money. Six weeks I mean, a Sasquatch is. movie is, is only for the, it's, I call it an alimony film. I mean, yeah. it's. Literally, you do it, and then you never mention it again. Yeah. And the minute you finish, <laughs> you know. You, you, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, oh. like, like, certainly, you know, it's like. If you do a week or two on a movie, and that's fine. It's like when you're I got offered a Sasquatch movie recently, by the way. You got oh, offered you another one? I turned it down, oh. of course. It was, it was good money. I, I did was, one Sasquatch movie. <laughs> you did? You really did, did do a Sasquatch movie. Strange Wilderness. Where? Right here. We did it in L.A. Strange Wilderness, we'll it's a comedy. To, we'll have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. oh God. It was a they comedy. Hunt, they it was hunt a comedy. Sasquatch. We hunt Sasquatch, and we kill him. <laughs> that's <laughs> By that's what happens in that movie. Yeah. In fact, I was actually on set visiting the day you, right. you killed Sasquatch. Yeah, we, we all, he came out of a cave, and we all had machine guns. Oh. And we, we got him down. And the, guy said, uh, the machine gun guy said to me, just be careful of the, you know, the casings. You know, they're going to be hot when they're coming out. And the was first, it Mike Tristano by any chance? I don't know. I don't know who Uh-oh. the guy was. But I, I, I shot one machine gun, and uh, the casing went like the first bullet I shot went up in the air, straight up in the air, and then landed on the back of my neck. And I heard it go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to this day, I have a scar on the back of my neck from when the, the bullet landed on the back of my fucking neck. I told you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, and I saved it. I have the bullet on my desk at home. That's that awesome. burned the back of my neck. Oh, well, but uh, well, would you do a sitcom? Would you do like a comedy? Would you do a, a, a TV comedy? I don't think I'm funny. I think it's but you are, you are funny. totally funny. You are funny. No, yeah. no man. Fucking great. No, no, I, I love you, no, situations. No, you know, the dance yeah. that you just did, I, I, you know, I want you to answer this question, but the dance, the celebration dance you did when you found out <laughs> Millennium was canceled <laughs> is the fucking funniest thing 
I hope that stays in my mind for the rest of the time. <laughs> I might have to videotape you doing that. But that would be fun, like doing a half an hour show, like a comedy. What the hell? Sure. You did our movie. Huh? You did our movie. Yeah, that, our movie's comedy. You're fucking funny. You guys opened arms. You just invited me in. And it was that that's, that's matters, believe it or not. It really matters. Because you have to have a reason for living. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, to me, it's the adventure. Every movie is an adventure of one, about the people. I did, I did one day on this him, her, me. Yeah. What's his name? Son directed it. Um, um, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a full out, and they had me play the devil. Yeah, <laughs> in a white suit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like you know, I mean, but that was one day, and I, I, because it, somebody said the magic word comedy. Yeah, and I and you know, I mean, I wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah, but things would come out. Yeah, just, but that's the beauty of us working when we work with actors. You know, a lot of the people that we've worked with want to do comedy and don't necessarily get asked to do comedy. You know, we did a film with Brian Cox. We did, uh, you know, even like Linda Carter has been in like three yeah. of our movies. Well, wow. You know, it's like wow. nobody asks her to do comedy. She's like, I, w- I want to do comedies. You know what I mean? It's like everybody wants to do comedies. I, I think but a, you get pigeonholed. It's a bad child in me that, that, make, that makes me love yeah. situations. Yeah. yeah. I used to create situations. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just it. To, just to, to have New fun. York, on the street. Yeah. I fuck with people just for the sheer pleasure of it. Yeah. yeah. Not, 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 Hurting them or torturing them, but you know what I mean. Yeah, some mind games. Yeah, pulling gags on them. I shine shoes, man. I talk to millions of people. Yeah, but you've—I mean, you've done like I think the hard target character that was a funny kind of crazy character. Yeah, insane character. What's it, Fouchon? What's Self his name? Emil, Emil Fouchon. Emil Fouchon. Oh, in hard target. In hard, in hard target. target. Yeah. Those uh, the characters in that were ridiculous. I mean, like the the the, the, the names are great. Like Van Damme's character, Chance Boudreaux. That's a great name. That's one of those ones, because we, we did love those from Stone Cold. Any Van Damme movie, because they would be advertised as like, Van Damme, thank you, Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. or you know what? He's getting better, man. You know what? He's becoming a real, real piece of work. I mean, yeah. something good. That, that, uh, did movie. you see that fucking ad he did with the bongo drums? Yeah, the Go no. Daddy. Go Daddy. Go Daddy. Oh, is, is oh, it's fucking hilarious, man. Really? You want, I'll, I'll show it to you after okay. we're done. He's legitimately hilarious. He's giving the look. He's playing oh, the bongo oh, drums. Oh, and like. But this is something he never allowed himself in a movie. Yeah. yeah. He thought he had to kick and kick and kick and, you know, and, and and be that kind of machismo thing. He he's got more in him than that. I always I you know I didn't when we were working together. I saw him, uh, you know, just with people, and yeah. he was and when he was in a good mood, it was great. Yeah, he was full of like a child. Yeah, yeah, a wonderful child. And, and did you have like an antagonistic relationship because you were the bad guy? No, him, no, be, no. I didn't think I was the bad guy. I just thought yeah. the other people did not. In the movie, you're a bad guy, though. <laughs> but you are the villain. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, but it, our, our roles were like, uh, you know, they, they were going to meet eventually. There was like roads that were going to cross. Yeah. Yeah. Again. But between then and then, we had nothing to do with them. I mean, I was right. doing my own side of the thing. Yeah. But the 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 real twist to that that I kind of got lost there. I was back there. That's you, creepy, you, man. Getting lit on fire. Did you get lit on wanna, fire in that movie? Yeah. And they kept the cameras Only for rolling. John Woo. Yeah. <laughs> well, was it an accident? No, no, we did it on purpose. But I had to do it twice. 
But he said, we, would, you, would you go on fire? And I said, sure, let's do it. And is that the end of the movie, like you get, you're in the barn or whatever? Is yeah, it they yeah, set, yeah. You know, I accidentally got set on fire. Yeah, but yeah, they, okay. they covered me with uh, rubber cement and set it off. Yeah. Were you... Um, I was happy. Well, my adrenaline was up so high that I said, my eyes, you couldn't even see the color of my eyes. It was like <laughs> dilated out <laughs> to the edge. And I said, I like this, man. Now I understand stuntmen. I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is life or death. To do that it's life man. or death. I mean, fire will <laughs> fucking kill you, man. Sure. No. Just breathe it in. You're dead. Even, yeah. no, no, I said, you know. Why the, did you do it? I just wanted it. Right. Well, as, you know, we made. Yeah. You know, we, 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 when I had a meeting with John Wu, the writer was there. Okay. And, and I said, I said, John, I got to be honest with you. There's a couple of fucking things in this that are not real. They just don't work. And as you can't say to a guy, if you make it to the edge of those rocks over there, we'll give you $10,000. But we're going to hunt you on the way. So, but if you get there, you got it. There's nowhere in the script where they're giving them fucking money. Right. And I said, you got to have a, a money belt with $10,000 in it. Right. You say, okay, you make it there and it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even in the script. Yeah. And I, and I said, okay, you got this guy from South Africa with an accent. The guy who was your sidekick or whatever. Pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did we get together? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, the only answer that I have is that we were in the French Foreign Legion together. Yeah. And we fought a lot of wars, and we did a lot of things together. And now the only way to feel normal is to raise my speed limit yeah. to this frightening level mm. to I feel normal. And right. that's why we're doing the hunts. We're not doing it for the money. Yeah. And so after I explained all of that, I looked over at the writer, and he's going, Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> He was pissed. He was really yeah. pissed. Because I was poking holes. And I said, I, I, the gun I want is a, is a cons, uh, Thompson contender. And it says a forty five seventy bullet, which mm-hmm. is the size of my finger. And I said, I don't want to do all the shooting, 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 shooting. I want to have like six bullets through the whole movie. Yeah. That's it. Because uh, I want to use it precise. Like I right. Precise. Yeah. But did you, like, uh, when you were preparing for that role, did you, like, try to become that guy? Are you, are you one of those method kind of, like, you try to John become Lewis that guy? John said to me, he said, Lance, you've got you to gotta play a good guy after this. I'm scared for you. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you, like, how were you, were you no, like, I wasn't doing going out in New Orleans and going fucking crazy? Or? Fucking yeah. But I, I had to roll down. I mean, I, I oh, didn't, awesome. I didn't do any awesome. of that. Yeah. New Orleans is seductive, man. You've yeah. you got to be careful shooting down there. You we're, we're, we're actually going down to shoot. Yeah, we're doing a stand-up special. We're going to shoot a stand-up special there. Yeah. A what? Shoot a, shoot a stand-up comedy special there in a couple of months. A comedy special? Yeah, yeah. me and him. In New Orleans. But we did Dukes of Hazard down there. I mean, it was... Uh, oh, yeah. buddy, it's... Just, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And that, that, but that helped you get to where you needed to be, right? Yeah, For Emile Fouchon. Yeah. Did you how I, I can't remember how thick was your did, did you have a pretty thick uh, did you have a pretty thick Cajun New Orleans accent? No, he didn't. That, no. Wilford Brimley did though. Wilford Brimley oh, yeah. had the thick had the thick accent. In Van Damme's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kill. Yeah, you kill. You kill the nicest man in America. Oh. Maybe not. Maybe not the nicest man in America. I mean, you know, to the to people who yeah you know watch him. He's, He's a, a Quaker tough, oatmeal. Tough, guy. tough old. Rooster. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. A crust, yeah. crusty dude? He's wonderful. I mean, I, I really liked him. But uh, Did he party with you in New Orleans? Did you, have you partied with Wilfred Brimley? 
Have a what? Did you party like a mad dog with Wilford Brimley? No, no, no. Is he wholesome, like people think? Yeah, yeah. Who he did is. you party with on that show? That, the guy who played Pick? Uh, no, I met a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> in New Orleans? <laughs> just a bunch of people in New Orleans? Well, you know, and actually, now, listen, I'm not just going back to Stone Cold because I love Stone Cold. <laughs> But, um, you know, I mean, you, you told me... Uh, see, I have insider information. You know, Lance and I were in many scenes together. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he was telling me that a lot of the guys were real bikers, right? That, uh, in, yeah. In the Brotherhood. Because, because the first read-through, I, I saw the actors that were in it, and I said, this is not going to work. Yeah. I feel the wind blowing through my bones. I mean, I, I told the producer, I said... I said what are you going to do, man? You, nobody's, you got shit motorcycles. You got sh- guys that are, you know, it's like acting a cowboy. Yeah. You either are a cowboy or you're not, but don't act it. Yeah. You know, with the, with the low slung shit and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I said, I'll go and find some real bikers and you can hire them with their bikes. Yeah. And it was like Jesus going out looking for the apostles. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I did. I literally went to motorcycle shops and, I found a guy named One Eye, and, and he had poked his eye out with a screwdriver, uh. you know, and, and he had one eye, and he was a great character. I mean, yeah. and I, at the end of the movie, I had a ring through the whole movie where it was, had an eye on it. Yeah. At the end of the movie, I gave him a ring. <laughs> <laughs> now you got two eyes. Yeah. But anyway, and, and we got uh, some guys from a, a, a biker club called the Asgards, and, and I pulled them all in. Yeah. And this is in Alabama? And no, this was down in uh, Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. And the producers are like, what the fuck? Were the producers well, they, they were all in there, and they, and they were, you know, they were like they are. Yeah. They were, yeah. And that's, those are the guys I picked, yeah. the ones you, you couldn't shake out of their thing. Yeah. And I only had a, like a week to do it. Yeah. And then at one point they said, we're leaving. We're all leaving. And I said. Who said that? The, 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 bikers? the bikers. Okay. I said, what the fuck? Why are you leaving? And they said, well, well, they're only giving us like $100 a day with our bikes and, and all that shit. And I said, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I went and I told, I told the producer, you know what's going to happen if you don't raise their fucking pay to a reasonable pay? They're leaving. Now what do you got? You got shit. Yeah. You're going to go hire a bunch of actors in L.A. and do it all over again? Yeah. yeah. So we got them a nice, juicy pay raise. And now I was the president. That was yeah. it. Oh, fuck that yeah. Was it, They'd do anything for you. I had a, wherever I went, I had five burly motherfuckers. Bikers. My entourage. Oh, yeah. And, and by the end of that movie, I never wanted to see another biker as long as I lived. Yeah. Uh, it was, I was there four months. Did yeah. you ride? Like, Can you ride? Were you? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I had my first bike when I was a kid. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. I think I was 19 and I bought a, an old fucking. Uh, police bike and drove it around with a suicide shift on it yeah a harley you know. and so anyway. but so there's i mean william forsyth was uh, you know i mean he's an actor who was cast he was terrific in that movie like he was yeah. believable as a biker he's a wonderful yeah. guy i mean he's a wonderful actor uh bosworth versus van damme who wins that fight? do you know why i wore chain mail in that fucking movie because your name was chains no oh um no because i thought i was going to get assassinated with a knife by by another by, by, like a rival biker could have been by foresight <laughs> oh, really? He was just one step below. Oh, you're saying as your character, as the character, not as Lance. I see. I so see. I got a chainmail vest that, uh, and I wore under everything. Yeah, like that they use in a slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't get a knife through it. Yeah, yeah. interesting. That's yeah. fucking. See, that's we need to do that kind of yeah. shit. And so, like, wait, wait. So, and I was so hot down in that 
that I was sweating into the stainless steel chainmail. Yeah. And it was and it was shocking me. It was like a battery. Yeah. This was a bad decision, man. It was funny. Uh, so, wait, wait, hold well, on. I, I, one more Stone Cold. I want Bosworth versus Van Damme, though. Okay, let's let's Bosworth hear that. Bosworth versus I'm Van Damme in a fight. Who wins? It depends on who who use their technique first. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because they're both tough guys. Yeah. Bosworth is very fucking strong. Yeah. yeah. And throws a wicked fucking punch. Yeah. yeah. He actually broke a guy's jaw in the movie. Oh, you know what? I think you told me that. The in the, in the tit for tat scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. He just dislocated the whole fucking thing. Jesus yeah. Christ. And, you know, I mean, he, he didn't know what stunts were. I mean, you know, he thought, oh, let's yeah. do it like we do it on the gridiron, you know. But so, like, was he actually... I mean, he, that was just an accident, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't mean to do it. Yes. What control has he got when, when some guy is throwing him around? Yeah. <laughs> he got mad, probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, so, like, so then the scenario is you're having a barbecue at your house. It's you <laughs> and Van Damme and Brian Bosworth. And while you go to the kitchen to get them beers, uh, Van Damme is like, well, we know uh, hard time. Yeah, you're a cocksucker. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, uh, Stone Cold was uh, for sheep. He's a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, right, and yeah. he's like, well, I think Hard Target was a fucking pussy for French Canadian. I, I think Bosworth would, would, you know, do a tackle on him. He was a lineman. And, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be that. But, but, but Van Damme can really fight. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he got sucker punched in New York somewhere. By Frank you know. Zito. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a bit of a sucker punch. Yeah, it was in a strip club. I, I think everyone acknowledges that, you know, and like you know, he. And, and as an actor, you can't fight with everybody. I mean, you get into this whole mode. I mean, look, a makeup person, right? Yeah. All day long, they're fucking with your hair and they put shit on your face, and and it gets to the point after years of doing it, if somebody walked up to me on the street and started fucking with my hair, I wouldn't have a real reaction yet. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a delay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm so used to it, right? Sure. And likewise, when you're in public and people give you a compliment or put you down, you're vulnerable. You can't just strike out at everybody. Yeah. You know, and and people come at you all the time, right? Yeah. Don't they? Uh, yeah, they do. Especially after your Sasquatch movie, you're going to yeah. be in big shit. You know? Coming at me, man. <laughs> all, the, all the Yeti are coming oh, after this guy. No, I know. Oh, oh, oh. I know. I'm no, sorry. You weren't playing. No, you weren't. You were machine gunning. Yeah, I was, I was killing. Did you hear? He asked no. if you played Yeti. No. I know. Well, Lance I was just, just asked if you played No, the Yeti. guy just, they got was the guy who played... Uh, he was like a professional wrestler uh, or something. Because you could play Yeti. Those guys are big guys. They're huge yeah. dudes. You did, know, they, six did they put fur dudes. all over his ass? Yeah, he had like a prosthetic uh, thing and suit and rubber head. We had a Russian guy up in Canada who played a Sasquatch, and he, they, he was so muscular. They just painted his body black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, it yeah. was, and it was there. Wait, <laughs> yeah, his dick, too? Here, they painted his dick? Here, and it was there. <laughs> <laughs> What rating? What, what rating are we going yeah. for here, man? Sasquatch got huge. He was dick. great. He was the best Sasquatch. Look at ever. that Sasquatch dick is black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who Sas- knew? Everything about Sasquatch is black. Yeah. Let's ask Lance uh, best directors: Sidney Lumet, Spielberg. You work with Catherine Bigelow, Sam Raimi, John Woo. Who, who are these? These are all amazing directors, man. Even John. Who, who do you like? Who, who do you think the, the best director is? <laughs> You have a moment with all of them that that you feel they're the best director. You know, 
nobody's the best director in your heart all the time. Yeah. But but when you have a a defining moment with them, then you think of them that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Catherine, I thought when we did uh, Near Dark. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was like uh, another one of the vampire family. I mean, she was a painter and and Mm -hmm. enthusiastic, and she took ideas and. And you know, lifted you up with these ideas and caught them all on film. Yeah, that that to you is your best director. I mean, that do that. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of these guys I had, I had those moments with all of them. I mean, because we were, I got lucky. That's all. Yeah. I work with some real assholes that I I would never mention their name. Yeah, yeah. there's not even worth talking about. Are the guys that were surprised you though? Like, were there guys that you're like? You know that they're known as good directors, and then this guy was just you didn't hit it off or. Do you have those moments? You don't know anybody's credentials until, until you work years through. later. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I mean, I you yeah. don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You have to make the best of it while you're there. And I, I always walk on a set, and I literally do this. I stand there right before I go to work for the first time, and I go, this is never going to happen again. This is not going to happen with these people ever again. You, you know what I mean? This combination sure, of people awesome. and yeah. story and everything. And uh, I surrender. I complete. I wouldn't change a thing. That's how I start. Yeah. And then when you're doing that, then that means that you're open for the best director moment or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's, that's that's really great. That's what you. That's what I have to do. I, I like because I usually I'll have that. I always have the feeling at the end of a movie, like you'll stand at a set and be like. This will never happen again. These same group of people, the same situation. Oh, I, I feel, it's better to do it at the beginning. I feel it doubly so at the end. Yeah. I, I, I'm losing my... I have a tremendous amount of abandonment in me. Yeah. Because of my childhood. <laughs> I, I, that I'm abandoned very easily. I, yeah. I feel abandoned. Yeah. And uh, when, when, uh, when the end of the movie comes, fuck. I, I want to run. Yeah. I don't want to say goodbye. I want to run. Yeah. I can't take it. I'll be blubbering. I'll be, you know... Uh, yeah. Do you get sad after you finish a, Fuck yeah. a film? Because I get the always, blues. Always. He just finished one uh, on Sunday, right? On Saturday. You too. I, yeah. Oh, I I go. It depends on the on the length of time, but like I call it the post movie blues. Like, but but it's a lot of different things. It's I miss. Well, you know, when you're on location, I do miss the camaraderie of like everybody's working together and then everybody's going out and partying and having a great time. I miss it. You know, it's like I feel restless. I, I miss from like the prima donna shit. I, I do kind of miss having the people, you know, like fawning over me and like taking Polaroids and like you sneeze, 50 people say, God bless you. Take your temperature, <laughs> shove a thermometer up your ass every day. Yeah. Ah, oh, you're good. You're good. But then I, but it's like, it's really the, it's ultimately the relationships. You know, like I, I just did, it was nine, nine days. Well, really six shooting days. But I had this experience. It was like, you know, these, these first time directors. And I just loved it, you know, yeah. and it was like, and afterwards I told him at the end, I was like, you know what, whatever you guys ever do, I will read it and I'll, I'll just probably just do it, you know, because like I loved working with them. Yeah. And, and it made me sad though, because in this case I was leaving and the movie was going on without me. I, I was, I, cause I came to play the best friend of the lead actor. So they shot me out first and there's two more weeks of filming and they're shooting right now. And, uh, and I'm like, I want to keep bothering. Like I want to go back to work. I do. I want to text them and send videos and make it all about me, you know? I, this movie that I did, Daylight's End, with, with a guy named Johnny Strong, is. is did you see uh, uh, Sinners and Saints by any chance? Uh-huh. I don't think so. No. It's an action flick, but okay. really good. And this guy, Johnny, is. 
He's a wonderful guy, a yeah. wonderful actor. He, and when he's like I make pottery, he makes knives. He's, he's a genius with knives. Yeah, he makes some of the most beautiful knives I've ever seen. And and but anyway, they shot me out. They had to shoot me out in like uh, about seven, eight, nine days. Right, this is the movie you just did. all my stuff just yeah. boom yeah. all in a row, and and then now they're they're going to be shooting until the twenty fifth yeah. of October. Yeah. Because they've had to take a break because of a location. But yeah. anyway, I really bonded with these guys. We're a big cast, a huge cast yeah. of all a lot of macho guys and really good actors. Yeah. And and yet somehow it got turned into let's get let's get creative here. Let's really let's really do something. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it felt it had that feeling. And, yeah. and when I left, I went, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> My abandonment hit like a mirror. You know, like a. It's almost like, uh, I, I can't, I don't think, I don't know if anybody, it's like a chick leaving you. You have these grief bombs. You get yeah. to the hotel, you start to pack to leave. And it goes, boom. Yeah. You know, a grief bomb all of a sudden, and an abandoned feeling. And I have that when I check out of hotels anyway, because <laughs> when I was a kid, my, uh, my, my mother and I used to run out on bills. Yeah. You know, we'd check into an apartment and not be able to pay more than, the first little down payment. Sure. Right. And then and then we'd stay like a month and a guy would be pounding on the door for the yeah. money and then yeah. we would have to leave You're in the going out the, the window, night yeah. with our, our luggage was big shopping bags yeah. <laughs> with shit. So whenever I check out of a hotel to this day, it's a body feeling. Yeah. I, I feel the same way as that kid that had to run out on the bill and yet I'm paying the fucking bill. Yeah. I'm right there paying it but I feel, you know, nervous and like I got to run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the same but but that that happens to actors. I think it's unique in a way. But you know, it's uh, there was. It, it took me actually a little while. You know, I mean, because the first three movies we did, or actually four movies we did, we were always on location. It was at least you know six, five, six weeks, maybe ten weeks. It was actually damaging to relationships because like I'd come home, and I, at first I'd, I wanted like a week or two to keep partying with like a lot of the people that lived in the same city. I also wanted a, a week or two for like, I, 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 wanted, I didn't want to have to like reacclimate into the world, you know, which was a difficult thing to do. I kind of wanted other people who weren't in that family to get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which it's a terrible, it's a terrible. You always broke up with girlfriends after you made movies. I did. I mean like maybe three or four times. The movies it, then you break up. It was like clockwork. It would actually, a lot of times it happened during the movie. Yeah. Which was, you know, its own its own thing. But it was like... It, were these girls that were in the movie with you? Sometimes. Sometimes. Hey. Sometimes. And, they, and they, they used that trick of, you know, I'll be your girlfriend if you protect me through the whole movie. There's, you know, what, maybe with... <laughs> Let me always ends up with the, with, with the girlfriend in the movie. Oh, the girl, the, the actress or whatever, he always ends up with that girl. It's not true. It's not totally true. true. It, ha- it maybe happened once. <laughs> Smile if you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's, it's like, you, you know, that whole send the, you know, the, the summer camp feel of being on set, whatever. And, and it's like, if, you, if you're in a relationship with somebody, and I, I've, I've had this pretty much every time I've worked on a movie, to a cer- like up to a certain point in my life. Um, I don't have it anymore, but like, if your girlfriend comes to visit you on set, and it's like, you know... You've been on location for a while. Everybody, you know, goes out. You've got the family. And then it's like, they come. She, she says hello, and you say, why are you busting my <laughs> yeah, balls? Yeah, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you, have to, you had to come here, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but hey, it's like, they're like, can we now just. Now what do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're always fuck. 
No, but like they're like, you know, how about this first night we just, you know, it's just the two of us or something. And you know everybody's in town at fucking like at Paco's Cantina, you know, dancing and drinking tequila. You know, and it's like suddenly I'd be not giving everything to that person right there. And I'd be resentful. Plus, you know, maybe I am having a set romance and it's like (laughs) and it's going to fuck that up. You know, I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. You're married now, though, right? I am married. Happily married? You're good? Happily married. Oh, great. Ha- have a child. And, Beautiful. But it was like something that I le- legitimately had to work on with this girl. Actually, when we made the Slam and Salmon, I had just started dating this girl, and I was like, I have to, with every fiber of my being, I have to respect this relationship because I I, I've fallen for this girl. Cool. And I want to not fuck this up in the way that I've fucked every one of them up on all these other movies. <laughs> See, I, I've reached the age now where my hair is gray. When it's normal, great. When they're not coloring it, yeah. yeah. And and if I fell down in the street, people would step over me. Chicks step over me, <laughs> like I, it didn't even happen. That didn't happen. He didn't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm free. <laughs> I'm free in a lot of ways. Well, you know, I, it's funny because I always talk about that as like I have this theory, the John Cougar Mellencamp theory, which is you know John Cougar Mellencamp was this biker rebel musical artist. Yeah, so like, but I mean for the people out here who who maybe aren't familiar, maybe Aristotle, for instance, he's, you know, he doesn't know who John Cougar Mellencamp is. I never liked his name. I, I like his music, but I didn't like his name. It sounds like a watermelon. Like yeah. Melon, like cantaloupe. Did you like him? The image I get is cantaloupe. Yeah. That's why they made him go, John, he was Johnny Cougar for a while. Yeah, John Cougar. Oh, Cougar. Yeah. John and Cougar. then, then, then. Well, because Mellencamp was his original now name. Now it's a 50-year-old woman yeah. is a cougar. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Okay. But that was, you know, like a couple of years ago in football season, uh, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was like Toyota or like Chevrolet. Had him singing some song like "This is our country." Two seasons of football it played, and his fans were up in arms about it. But I was like, you know, look, you get older, and you mellow out. You have a family, you know, things change for you. Yeah, it's not really selling out. He's actually just earning money for his family. But like, you know, time and evolution changes. You know the way. So it's. I walk into a bank and they think I'm going to hold it up. Yeah, and then they go, no, no, he's an actor. Oh, okay, Hendrickson. Where where are we? How do you know? Oh, this is the, how long? I mean, this is what is this? A marathon? I know. I edit. This, we'll, right? we'll find. What do we yeah. got? Okay. Oh, hour and a half. Okay. I just want to talk good. powder. Oh, good. I need to talk powder. Okay, powder. Let's do powder. Oh, good. Okay. I like powder. 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 Fuck. Okay, so this is my powder experience. Like I remember when it came in the theater. You know, I didn't see it. I was like, I don't know what that movie's about. It's like you know, there's this like oh, uh, like albino white hairless person, <laughs> and then like. So I'm, I'm in New York. I'm getting ready to go out one night. And like to address anything, I remember I was like dressing nicely to go meet some friends. And like HBO or something was on and powder started. And so I was like, okay, you know, let me just see what this is. I'm like getting ready and, and powder's on. You know, getting dressed out of the shower, like getting dressed up. And powder starts to like pull me in. And I'm like, why is everything so fucking mean to powder? Like he's cool. He's got these special gifts. And you're there. You're, and you're kind of like... You're a good guy, but you don't quite believe in all the hoopla surrounding powder. Like, you're skeptical about powder. <laughs> and I'm, you know, so I'm watching the whole thing, watching the whole thing. And then it gets to this, like, finally I sit down. I'm like, fuck it. I can, I'll be an hour and a half late to meet my friends. I don't give a shit. I'm so, I'm so into this fucking movie. I love this powder movie. This fucking powder is fantastic. Like, the scene where, like, powder, like, like all the furniture, or, I mean, all the silverware, like, fucking sticks to him or whatever. Like, he right. moves it on. And, like, people are, like, totally freaked right, out. right. Okay, so now it comes to the scene. So Lance's, you know, sheriff's wife is on her deathbed. Right. And there's some unanswered 
question. You know, he want, you know, he wants her to let go, and finally he's like, "Fuck it." He he sips the Kool Aid and wants powder to give it a shot. And powder is... I'm getting the goosebumps as I talk about it. Powder is able to fucking communicate with her. She can't say anything. She, she's like just holding on for dear life. And it's about, you know, this, this the ring, right? Yeah, the wedding ring. We don't know where they are, but, you know, it's been... Somewhere. But... This is the big part. This is the big part. And what she communicates through powder, you know, is that... She is holding on because she wants them to make peace, him and the son. And and you start fucking crying and everyone starts fucking crying in the scene. And I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like fighting the tears. I'm like, <laughs> like fucking blubbering. But then I realize I'm alone in this apartment. I'm, I'm like, allowed to cry. And I'm like, fuck it. Just let the tears out, Steve. And I just start having a good... <laughs> fucking cry and I cry my ass off uh, like ball I'm like, <laughs> like a deep cry a oh deep my god cry. like a guttural honest deep cry yeah, like yeah. You, know, you don't get those cries very often in your life yeah. but I'm letting it out every time I look up like you're fucking if he's if Lance can cry yeah. I'm fucking crying my ass he's off acting, no he was he's crying acting. no he you gotta see this scene he's fucking I've crying holy shit yeah. that yeah, I had those made in Australia when I when I proposed to my uh, my wife. Okay, so those are your those, those are your real ones. rings. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, see that? So he might have actually been crying and in the moment. And and by the way, Powder figures out where the other ring is, and that's the other thing. That's right on the night table, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how did you end your cry, though? Did you just let the cry? Did oh, I let it, I let it fucking cry out. You know what? I actually went back for a second round where it's like, then you stop and then fucking think about what happened and like how good that feel to get that cry out. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to go round two. <laughs> and, and double dipped on the cry. And then you know what? But here's the beauty of how good that cry is. When I showed up, and probably I, I think I was probably meeting you probably. and some other people, yeah. I showed up and just told everybody what I'd been doing. Right. I'm like, I've been crying. My, the reason I'm late, I've been crying my fucking ass off by myself. <laughs> Watching Powder, crying my ass off. At this off. movie, Powder. Oh. oh. That's right. A man can cry. That's right. So Lance can make you cry. He can scare the shit out of you. Oh, he yeah. He can do it all. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. That's powder. But that's you know sometimes you want to know that you know you're sure. you're acting affected. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. That's an an yeah, underrated fantastic director, movie. He had some problems uh, that uh, Disney pulled that movie because he had you know he had gotten into some shit. Oh really? Yeah. What do you mean they pulled it? Like they took it out of the theaters or they just... they pulled it out of the theaters? Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Oh, I thought it did well. Only because. Uh, oh wait, is he the Jeepers Creepers guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, there was some like, like some sexual. Uh, okay, that was the thing. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I I really liked Victor. I I didn't know any of that stuff, and and I still like him. I mean, I, I he's a very very good writer. Yeah, very bright guy and a good movie maker. Yeah, but he shot himself in the foot. You know, I mean that that when we we were seeing the screening for the first time in in at the Man Theater and. Uh, Westwood. Yeah, yeah. And halfway through the movie, people are going up and down the aisle, and I'm going, "What the fuck's the matter with these people? Can't they come to rest?" Yeah, yeah. Well, movie's playing. What was happening is outside 
they were picketing. Oh. You know, so. And and I guess Disney was uh, are so afraid of their image. That sure. Yeah, of course. Disney. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But then now, okay, so Jeepers yeah. Creepers. <laughs> Fucking Donald Duck. I mean, yeah. protect <laughs> Donald at all costs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then that, that 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 director wanted you to be the creeper in Jeepers Creepers, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to play both roles. I wanted to play the creeper, but I also wanted to play the cop. Okay. Okay. And, and he, they wouldn't go for it. Interesting. Yeah, I wanted to play both roles. I, I wasn't greed. It was just I thought it was right. Yeah. It would. I would have had some edges if they didn't do. Sure. What's uh, what's the what's the favorite one of your movies that you've acted in? Can you say that? Always the last one. Oh, Always like the last one. Oh, I like Always that. Always the last one. Yeah. And it's the daylight, the one you just shot daylight. Daylight's end. Yeah. yeah. I love playing it. I love playing. I played a real Texas Ranger. I I actually found a still of a. a there are great stories about Texas Rangers. I yeah, mean, yeah. They don't, they don't have any boundaries. If you did something and they knew you were in fucking Europe, that guy would go over there and grab your ass and bring you back to Texas. Yeah. There's no way you're going to stop them. Yeah. And and the great stories about it. Like there was a. An incident in a town on the border uh, with Mexico, where the, t- the, the it had been taken over by a, a, several gangs, and they were just tearing the shit out of everybody. And the, they said they called Texas Rangers and said, "Please, you got to send some Rangers down here to stop this." And they sent one Ranger, <laughs> and he went down and cleaned the fucking place up. Yeah. I mean, and that's the way they are. I mean, they're so. Anyhow, I saw a picture of this guy and. Uh, and and it, and it gave me so much. And he had this little fob that went into his pocket, and and I tried to figure out what was on the end of that chain. And you know what? He had a forty-five, and I, I said, uh, I I said to them when I, the day I arrived, I said, I want a nickel-plated forty-five, please. And <laughs> and I'm a Texas Ranger, and these are the things I need. And we did it, and they did it. They fucking did it like that. The next day. One had flown in from California, and it wasn't like a demand. Yeah. It was just, this is how I see it. Yeah. And they bought it. That's and awesome. so, And so that movie, it had all that detail going for it, and a, and a kind of a guy. It was very, um, I, didn't, I didn't do it like a pole up my ass, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but I played a guy who, had, who was very focused. You know, it was emotional in the, in the in the way that most people are. Yeah, he was. Um, he had a duty, a, a duty, taking care of all these people that you know been locked up with him for two years, and, and including families. So, yeah, he he had a duty. Anyway, it was. I, I I always feel that the last movie I've done is always the one that's still in my body. Really, I mean, and, and I have an affection for it. Yeah. So it's not the movie I did ten years ago. Yeah, it, it, it just it evaporates like you know, like the the woman in your life that you thought you could never live without, mm-hmm. and ten years later you, you can barely remember her face. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> do you have like stuff lined up? Are you you how far ahead do you line up movies, or does it kind of comes and goes? Do you line up like future jobs for future movies? Do you have stuff lined have, up like that? I have three in a row right now. Coming right up, bang bang. Oh no, that I'm going to go do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tra- that you're traveling for, and uh, mm-hmm. you have to go travel for. And, One is uh, in Germany. Okay, and, uh, it's uh, it's a great. Yeah, I'm going to get to play a politician who I hate politicians, but this guy's a loser and, and an alcoholic, and he's up for re-election, and, and everybody knows he's going to lose. Yeah, and he's at a party, you know, kind of a fundraiser ish. 
but nobody's giving any money or anything. But he's getting drunk and drunker and drunker, and and it's called stung. It's a suddenly these kind of mutated wasps start attacking the party. Uh huh. And he's the kind of guy, you know, like a drunk who has a car wreck and and uh, the drunk survives and everybody else dies. Yeah. Well, this guy is like that. I mean, he he's he goes, what the fuck is that? And boom, <laughs> right. thing, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he ends up in a wine cellar. You know, they're battling through this whole house to try to survive and everybody's getting killed. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I last right up to the last minute. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I'm and I'm so ha- I'm happy drunk. You know, they're. There are guys that are shitty drunks yeah. that can have two beers and be fucking vicious. Yeah. And there are guys that, that can drink all day and they don't look drunk, but they're, you know, the things have slowed down a little bit and, sure. they're, and they're happy. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to get to play. Yeah. But the politician part is where when anybody brings up a subject, no matter what it is, I go off on it. You know, I have a feeling an obligation to really break it down and discuss it. Sure. And bore the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> right, right. You know, so it, it's that kind of thing. I, and I so that's in Germany. I'm going to have a pin, I'm going to have a seersucker suit on. Yeah. Kind of, a little straw hat. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, if, if they have any. I mean, but yeah. I, I, I really want to play it with a, you know, like a weak mustache. A very weak one. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's maybe even too short on this side and too long sure. on that side. Just off. Yeah. And that's it. You that's should it. um you should talk to Kevin about growing one of those because that is his specialty. I've grown some weak mustaches. The weak mustaches. In my film career. What what yeah. movie have you had a mustache in? I'm trying to picture you with a mustache. Quick in the debt? No. Uh, Appaloosa, Appaloosa. Oh, yeah, Appaloosa. Color of Night. Okay. What about it? That's Sidney Lumet again, right? Is that Sidney Lumet again? No. Color of Night. No, it's Prince. That was Bruce. Uh, Bruce Willis. No, no, it was the guy who did the stuntman. Um, no. Really good director. Bruce Willis was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jane and Jane March. Yeah, is sex therapy? Was it sex therapy? No. <laughs> okay. No, you know, nervous breakdown. Therapy. Okay. Psycho, psycho, psychopaths. Yeah. All kinds of people in there. Yeah, and Jane March was in there too. Yeah. Right. I didn't buy that little that little makeup job they did on her. She's that supposed to be a boy, shit. a boy too, right? It was supposed to be a boy. But it's really a hot, super yeah. hot girl. <laughs> it works if you like Lilliputians. Yeah. Well, like I saw her in the um, what was what was the one before that the, the Asian? I, mean, I, 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 didn't, I wasn't putting that down. I just mean that size matters sometimes. I mean, if you want. <laughs> sure. What? You're gonna fuck a little fusion? No, I like her, Jane Marsh. She's nice. Um. All right. All right. Well, fuck. We've, we've kept Lance a long time. Lance, this was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Are we done? It's over. I think so, unless there's other things we want to talk about. Fuck, I thought we were just getting started. Yeah, it's marathon. We, we will stay as long as you want, but let's talk. Not bad for a human. Right. Your book. Yeah, I'm going to get it uh, on the internet. I'm going to devour that Amazon thing. Amazon and all that shit. What's the best place to buy this book? Uh, go to notbadforhuman.com. 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 Notbadforahuman.com. And you get an autographed copy. Oh, you hear that? Oh, you really? do? Oh, yeah. Sign them all. Okay, that's awesome. And I got my comic book coming out. To Hell You Ride. To Hell You Ride, which is December fifth. The trade version's coming out and a limited edition. And, what, and you are you writing it? Or are you? Uh, I wrote it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. And okay, okay. I have everything. I, I wrote it with Joe Madre and the guy that wrote the book with me. Him and I jumped onto that second time. 
Okay. And then Tom Mandrake did the art, who was a wonderful artist. Okay, yeah. Now, see, Lance, when I walked in here, Lance was nice enough to give me four of the first five issues. Oh, shit. Okay. The first one sold out. Yeah, he doesn't have the first issue, so he's like, you're actually not going to know what the fuck is going on here, okay. but here's no. two, three, four. So you don't have to buy the trade version, which has all five in it? Okay. Yeah. We go, you go on the internet, man. Find that shit on the internet. I'm going to get this. Okay. I'm going to get part one. If you go to Not Bad for Human, they have all the comics on it, so you can see it, and all the reviews. And I mean, we got phenomenal reviews. I mean, it's like... I mean, I wrote five... Issues because I know that five issues, twenty-two pages each, equals a movie script. Yeah, there it is. And I, I'm determined that that's going to happen. So, does this tale is this a five-part story? Then, if, is that what you're saying? Like this is, or no, currently, it's all one story, but it's five. We, five we, we five installments. Out five. Comics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I love it. And this is available at any comic book store, or also at. You might be able to go to Amoeba and get the first one if you don't want to risk. Oh yeah. That. Amoeba probably can get the first comic. Have you... I love Amoeba. I love that story. Yeah, great. Have you spoken... Have you already had talks about turning this into a film with people to find financiers? No. We're waiting for the trade version to come out. Once it does, then we're going to take that and... You it walk in. into the thing, yeah. Yeah, I want... Great. I haven't. I haven't even showed it to Jason... I really want Jason Momoa to, to start. And Jason Momoa is this, would no. be this fellow? Jason Momoa, I'll show you. Here. Yeah, give me that one. Give me, give me that one. I'll show you. To hell you ride. Oh, I see this fellow right here. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm saying Dark Horse Comics. I'm gonna Look at this. <laughs> the artwork's oh, great. Yeah. There he is. And that's Jason Momoa for sure. To hell you ride. Yeah. All right, we'll put some pictures up of this. Yeah, too. yeah. That's the, awesome. On our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the dream. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how this will end up, if it's going to happen or not. You know, I mean, but of course, that took two years to do. So yeah, yeah. I'm determined. You'll get sure. it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, wait, we got to chew. Just chew. Oh, yeah. We got to chew on the way out. One final chew. Will you chew. give us one more chew? Or what? Chew. Yeah. That's Lance Henderson chewing. You guys want a cigarette? (laughs) (laughs) Chew the cigarette. All right. right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Thanks. Pleasure. Now leaving Nerdist.com.